uh, for the last podcast of 2019 and until Global All Stars is out, we're pretty much going to be going over a decade of Love Live. It's pretty much been 10 years. We've had the ninth anniversary a few months back, so it pretty much might be just a decade at this point. Yeah, we have Love Live stuff for all of the 10 years of this decade. It's kind of crazy that this has been going on for so long. Yeah, like, especially because, like, a lot of us, like we just said, weren't around for that first period of it because pre-anime, not as many people were aware of it. Yeah, and uh, we will be talking about some of the first few years in the beginning, even though we don't know much about it. Because, again, most of us are were in the the anime era, and that's kind of how we found out. So yeah, we'll be talking from like a hindsight perspective for the for that stuff. But yes, each one of the three of us will be going year by year and giving our favorite thing that happened in that year. And uh, before, like, we'll we'll finish the year with that. Um, but we'll start with kind of just like a primer for what happened that year. So it'll just be like one of the very early episodes we did going through yeah, yeah. the entire history, but more abridged, just because we want to go through yeah. pretty much everything. Yeah, we don't have to re- repeat ourselves too much. Alright, so, quiz first, easiest question on the exam. Oh no! What date was the first notice of Love Life published? I demand the month and the- <laughs> uh, The month and the day, because the year is pretty obvious. Okay. Wait, when did the announcement come out, or when did they announce the debut would be? P- pretty much, like, the first publication of Dengeki that announced Love Live is a thing. Oh, the... Oh, no. What they're, what they're basing the know. anniversary date on is what I'm asking. I do think I know both. <laughs> well, why don't you give me both? <laughs> the actual announcement, like, the issue date that it came out was May 29th, 2010, and it was announced for a debut on June 30th, 2010. Mm, That's the kind of answer you get, like, bonus points for. Uh, I was really just, like, the June June answer was what I was looking for. (laughs) But very good, very good. But yeah, that's usually the date that we consider the anniversary of Love Live, is uh, June 29th or the 30th, I guess, depending on where you are. Because technically, Love Live is a Japanese thing, and it came out over there on the, the 30th. But most of the time, it's the 29th for us. Mm-hmm. That's kind of why there's always that one-day discrepancy when we talk about birthdays and such. Just in case, for yeah. people who don't know. Well, you happened to catch like the one thing I was looking at when I was looking at all the history like an hour and a half ago. Um, <laughs> I, I looked up the... The Anime News Network article that announced the announcement, which was published on May 29th. Ah, yes. Announcements for announcements are my favorite kind. (laughs) Alright, let's quickly go over 2010. Pretty much the premature era of Love Live, where nobody knew what they were doing. Not even the Love Live people. Excuse me. Let's see, I'll zoom in a little bit here. <laughs> so as you can see, June 30th, 2010, pretty much the first ever image of Love Live. And it has the logo, uh, Making Our Dreams, 
together, pretty much, would be, like, what they localized it to? And, like, some chick with orange hair, who knows who she is. <laughs> yeah, for some reason her hair became progressively more bright as the years went by, but alright. <laughs> and, uh, we had some very interesting, shall we say, pairings, alright? At the beginning? Yeah, like in the first, like the profile after that came after that, yeah. What's most interesting was that Umi and Ellie were paired together. Uh, yeah, and people still ship them to this day for that reason, I think. Yeah, there's like legacy love life shipping. <laughs> I think they had some more interaction in the manga too, right? Mm, I, I think so, but it's... I always try to keep my love life canons mixed up for... Yeah, in I, order. I won't say anything for sure, because I sure as heck don't know anything about the Love Live manga. Alright, here's a question that I don't expect any of you to know. Um, oh. well, well, not because uh, it's a hard question, it's just that I don't think people care too much about this song. So, when was uh, the first album released? <laughs> I, I won't answer this, because I actually do have it written down in front of me. Oh, you have notes! Well, I, this, I, I didn't consider this to be an open book exam, but I'll allow it. <laughs> well, let's see if Rin knows it first. I, I don't. Straight up, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything. As discussed before, I joined, like, probably the latter half. No worry, I'll bother you during the Aqua Era questions. Yeah, go ahead. Aaron can take care of the Muse Era. Alright, well, I guess since it's an open book exam, I'll, I'll say what my notes say. The limited edition came out at comic Cat on August 13th, and then the regular edition came out on August 25th. And that's like the very interesting part, isn't it? That it came out in comic Cat first. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like a full-on release, so back then you could actually just consider this to be like a doujin group project, right? Pretty yeah, much? Like, seriously, that's what it was to start, even though it was backed by these big companies. Uh, here's an easier question. What about the date of snow halation? Ooh, I actually didn't write that one down. Depends on <laughs> where you live, I guess, again. <laughs> Alright. Was it... Actually, is it today? Was it today? Yes! That was the point of this question! <laughs> that, was, that was someone started in your chat, happy uh, snow halation day. It was like, alright, yeah. That guy knows what's up. There's a bit of controversy on Twitter right now when, when it started and everyone's up in arms about it. I think they're just dumb because, like we already mentioned a few minutes ago, this is a date discrepancy based on Japan. Yeah. I know. They're still pretty adamant about it. Mm, well, it, it's better to be passionate about dumb things than things that, you know, are harmful. Yeah. Alright. So... Uh, I should be yes. before we move on. Umida, I think your your mic is a little loud and clipping right now. Okay. Let me speaking a lot, I feel like. How about now? That's a little better, yeah. Okay. I guess I moved it slightly yesterday. Anyway, um since we only really had There wasn't there wasn't much in twenty ten, but how about you tell me what you were doing when Love Live was announced on June the 30th? If oh, you can remember. Wow, God, what was I, I, I was I was graduating high school. <laughs> That's pretty much it. 2010? Oh, man. 
Oh man! Just to put yeah, things in perspective, how long this this has actually been. Like, I, I was I was graduating high school in, in June I 2010. Been out of high school for like five years at that point. Yeah, me too. I was planning for Anime Evolution 2010, I guess. Oh, back then in BC, that was when the big con was still Anime Evolution. Yes, like, <laughs> 2009 was probably its peak year. And then it became like the indie con. After, like, Revolution replaced it, right? Yeah. There's a lot I think of history. That, that was that's... the last year I was living in Calgary. I moved to Edmonton the next year. Hmm. And then, uh, I think the biggest thing I had going on in 2010 was I wasn't doing much. I wasn't in school at that time. I was just working. And I was more involved in, like, fandom stuff at the time. And my biggest thing at the time, actually, was Scott Pilgrim was my big fandom oh, at the yeah. time. I remember that. That was that was the year the movie came out. I was very excited for it. Was this um also during your Pokemon fandom phase? Uh, Pokemon's been a lifelong thing, so not. If you're talking about YouTube wise, no, uh, that was before that. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no. Scott Pilgrim was the big thing. I was oh god, I was I was playing him in a live journal roleplay at the time. <laughs> <laughs> that tells you what fandoms I was in at the time. <laughs> It was fun, though. Let me readjust the volume for a little bit. <coughs> I think it should be better now for those two. Oh, okay. We'll see. If they're still too quiet, uh, just say something. Uh, okay. Alright, well, last question. Just because there's, like, really only one song at this point. Do you <laughs> like Bokura no Live more, or Yujo no Change? Ooh. Well, they both came out the same year, Snowhalation and Bokura no Live. Well, the B-sides. Yeah, but if I ask Snowhalation, you're all just gonna say Snowhalation. <laughs> I think I like Bokura. I'll let you choose Baby Maybe too, because that would be my choice. <laughs> no Snowhalation, that's too easy. Yeah, happy anniversary of Baby Maybe, everybody. Yeah, that, this is my favorite song. Yeah. Well, it's not my favorite I... song, but I think that was actually the first Love Live song I listened to accidentally. Uh, yeah, because uh, I always get I, well. This was back then when before the YouTube algorithm was all messed up, right? But uh, I, I I got a lot of anime song recommendations. So then I got re recommended by uh, a YouTuber called um, I think it was Akimoto, who did Love Live remixes. So then I heard one of Baby Maybe, and to this date, it's still one of my favorite songs. Mm. I'm I don't think that guy does remixes anymore like as a dead youtube channel but you should, you should still check him out he does a lot of he has a lot of good songs akimoto you said it was let me double check but yeah um which one of those three songs would you say is your favorite Bokura no life easily any particular <laughs> reason <laughs> um mostly because all stars has brought it back so kind of reappreciating it again. You do know Changey was always in the lineup for score match and all the events, and I got pissed off every time I started playing it. So. <laughs> because it was too easy, or it's too easy, too boring. And if you actually just happen to mess up, then you'd be even angrier. So, hmm. yeah, it's not a bad song, but it's just the way it's been presented to me over the last like couple of years. It's just not as fun. But um, that's one interesting thing about All Stars. If you didn't notice, is that uh, they're kind of taking a lot of the old songs 
and kind of making them hard. That's I like that a lot. Yeah, and actually. and you know, like the initial at least for Muse, right? Um, yeah. The initial subunit songs um, were No Exit Orion, Shinjo Romantic, and Psychic Fire. And for yeah. School Idol Festival, those were the last songs to be released. Yeah. So on the flip mm-hmm. side, they're you know they're just doing it yeah. backwards, and that's kind of like a fresh take. They're making the most recent song the easiest ones. Yeah, kind of get draw people in right away, and then they bring back old songs, but as like really tough boss fights. If you look at the game that way, <laughs> yeah, I, I like I like that the benefit of mentality. Well, catalog yeah. available from the start because you come back, you get stronger. the appeal of the dances from the later songs. Yeah, and and like the older songs, they also have like choreography, but it's I would say kind of less refined, more or less. So it's more like a boss fight than you know yeah. eye candy and we we get it in 3d rather than like really really old 2010 animation <laughs> what's wrong with the school idol paradise animation <laughs> hey, there's some good there's some good moments out of there all right this let's let's go on to <laughs> 2011 oh, we're not talking about our favorites of the year do we have a favorite of 2010 because oh, i thought we were talking about events as well like because for mine for 2010 the one i'd written down was specifically the fact that the initial sales run was only 434 copies 10 of which were bought by emmy nita's father <laughs> <laughs> well that's a very uh, fun fact very wholesome i like it's it, it it strikes me as very indicative of the the scope from which the franchise began to where it is now from it's very like started from the bottom now we're here <laughs> i don't suppose you have any fact like rin just asking remember What's anything that? from 2010 yeah there isn't much to work with because again you're like oh. awkward generation so yeah i'm like basically a zoomer for love live at this point all right we'll, we'll start asking you during aqua era then yeah yeah yeah. Also, ask- I have like a list of like my favorite event that I picked up from the timeline for each year. Okay, let like, moving on. Twenty eleven, we had a lot of, I guess, like book publications, and we also had a popularity vote. There was a time, and I know like it baffles people, but there was a time when Nico was the most popular character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> and we don't need to get into that debate, but uh, would you say? I, I would honestly say it's maybe because of her original design, and then they kind of what's the best way to put it? I don't want to say put, mm-hmm. made her cuter because that's that's a, a subjective thing. They, they made her like smaller. <laughs> I think that's the best way I can I put guess it. So yeah, because she does yeah. look. With the longer hair, she does look a little bit more elegant. I feel like the only reason they did this is because uh, Nozomi also kind of fit this character archetype, so they didn't want like mm. two characters that were like this. Because um, Nigo's hair back then was pretty long. Like, they were pretty much Nozomi's yeah. stuff style as well. She didn't seem quite as like chipper either, I feel like. Yeah, one of the older Hanayo images, she was doing like the hand sign that Nico does now, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they, she looked a lot like Nozomi, too, in that image as well. Like, what the heck? Where was it? Let me see if we can find it again. Well, everybody had like 
Well, there was Love Live same face back in the day, but it was a different same face. Yeah. And there's not the, the degree of same face we have now, but... If you scroll up to October 2010 and flip through the five images there, you'll find it. 2010? Yeah, October issue for 2010. The, the Nico and Hanayo image? Don't mind yeah. my scrolly sound. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, her face does kind of have like a Nozomi-ish kind of quality to it. Mm -hmm. Hanayo's does. She's got kind of like a almost like a cheeky kind of smile with the sort of droopier purple eyes. Wait, is that the one? Is this the on. one? I don't know if I'm looking no, at the no, no. one. This, the is, this one. is October 2010. You must have a different yeah. date then. Maybe. I'm, look, I'm looking at October issue 2010. I'm looking at the Hanayo and Nico profile image. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, right there. You just scrolled by it. Oh, yeah, you were on the delay, though. Oh, oh well, there's, I also see a Hanayo that has um, dropped her groceries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back in the yeah. fan service era. Then again, like, can I mean, we really say we ever escaped the fan service we're, era? We're still there. Yeah. Here, I'll just post the image in our group call. <laughs> there you go. Holy crap, 6.61 MB. Big scan. That one. Hanyo looks more like a Nozomi Nico like cross. Ah, I, I I see it now on here. Yeah. Oh yeah, she was doing the Nico D, but yeah. I don't think that was like a defined thing back then. It was just like an idol pose and then they decided, yeah. hey, let's just let's just give this to Nico. <laughs> <laughs> it can be Nico's thing. arms are doing weird things in that image, I just realized. I, it looks strange to me. <laughs> Shooting her web shot. Yeah. <laughs> Some very early cursed images. Her elbow looks like it shouldn't bend like that. Alright. Um, 2011 was also the year we got our subunit names. Yeah. I don't... I'm not sure if, like, they kept, like, an, a list of all the potential names, but... The winners were yeah. obviously Pronton, BB, and Lily White. Yeah, it says they were pu they published the alternative names, but they didn't list them in the wiki, so who knows? <laughs> Must have been like really old, because I remember the Aqua names. We have like yeah. a few of them that were never like picked. We do have those on record. And this was also when they got the official Otonokizaka high school name. So they're kind of establishing the lore. And uh, I think all... Did all three subunit singles come out? Yeah, I'm I pretty sure. I believe so, yes. By the time. And as well as uh, Natsuhiro 1, 2, 3. Yeah, that was the main full unit song for that year. What are you guys' thoughts on Natsu Natsuhiro Yagao? Good. <laughs> I think I like Mermaid Festa more. Yeah. In terms of like, if I had to pick from A A side B side. Well, what other songs came out that time? Oh, um, just the subunit songs, like the oh. first singles. Yeah, we didn't get Mogito until next year, I think. Pretty sure. So all we got was Natsuhiro as the single, and the three subunit songs. Or the subunit songs, you know. That it was a uh, sweet holiday, 
love marginal. Shira and I love. Shira and I love. Yeah, it's the one that came. Yeah, Shira and I love and Anone Gambare. Oh, that was that's the name I was escaping me. Yeah, and um, love novels and Diamond Princess. Those were the initial A side B sides for the three subunits. Oh, I see. Most of this knowledge comes to me from it's it pretty much like School Idol Festival song release order. <laughs> yeah, like you can tell which ones were the first singles in SIF just by virtue of them having the older character design art. Yeah. Out of those, I guess I would be... I would pick BB's singles as my favorite. Both of them, too. I think I'd pick Lily White's as my favorite out of the initial releases. Uh. Oh, you still there, Umida? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> could you say that again? Uh, yeah, my my favorite of the of the three subunit releases would be Lily White's, I think, and uh, Rin's was BB's. I think. Well, I'm just gonna be the one that says. I like Pronton the most only <laughs> for Love Marginal because I'm not too much of a fan of like all the the Genki Idol songs, but I really love the, the the songs that you know they sing in a deeper voice. Like that's my jam. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get you there. I can, yeah, Hanayo's Love Marginal that. voice is very good. Yeah, and that was when Proto Hana was a thing. Proto Hana was robbed from us. <laughs> no, <laughs> why would they do this? <laughs> the greatest tragedy of pre-anime love live is that they changed her like permanent singing voice. I'll never get. I'll never forgive them for this. <clears throat> All right. Um. Do you have? Yes. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I might be asking you this. Yes, I was just gonna ask. Uh, do you have your your favorite 2011 fact? <laughs> um. I think my favorite. 2011 fact is just uh, the the initial round of subunit voting and seeing the the patterns that could have been and that the the runner-up pattern uh right behind the one that actually won the subunits we could have got were honoka maki niko eli nozomi kotori and umi rin hanayo what are your thoughts on those matchups if those are the ones we'd gotten do you think they would have worked hmm. uh could you repeat the combinations again <laughs> so first one would have been honoka maki niko so that would have been bb but with honoka instead of ellie um then ellie nozomi kotori so we would have gotten ellie nozo very early on and then <laughs> umi rin hanayo uh, so we would have had Lily White, but with Hanayo instead of Nozomi. I feel like if, like, in an alternate universe where the anime was the first thing that happened, and then they voted for subunits and whatnot, you would we, the the Nozomi Ellie one would have definitely won. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> like this was in the before era. Yeah, I imagine the only reason that uh, that. Ellie and Umi didn't end up in the same group was because they literally could not be because they were the unit leaders. Uh, another reason is probably because uh, both 
Mimorin and Nanjo were probably the most established Seiyu at that point. So they probably wanted mm. to separate them so like one unit wasn't particularly stacked. Yeah, exactly. That was my thoughts on why they were put that way. I don't think much would have changed, really. Although, I think Umi, Nico, Haneo would have been an interesting combination. Just because oh, yeah. they are all from a different subunit that they ended up in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of the of the patterns I have listed, the the one that's like that is the Eli Nozomi Kotori one. Yeah, but I think that's more that's more shippy than Obi. <laughs> well, putting Kotori in the mix would have been interesting because, like, you have Ellie with the sort of like slightly deeper voice, and then Nozomi with their like higher and more nasal voices. Mm hmm. So, would you say that? Uh, Honoka and Katori and Haneyo in Pranton is a bit too much. <laughs> no, I think it, it works to give them a unique vocal style. I, I actually really like the pairings we ended up with. Well, it worked out in the end, I would say. <laughs> I, I still think, and like, don't shoot me, Lantis, but <laughs> just because I'm putting conspiracy theories, like, I still think all these, all these polls are rigged in, in a little, <laughs> you know, with a little bit of elbow grease. Hmm. So even... I, I, they, they plan all this stuff months in advance, and it's like, oh, hey, look, have a poll. It'll, it'll give the illusion that your opinion matters. <laughs> Again, don't shoot me, Lantis, if that's what's really going on. Okay. I don't know. For the more recent ones, I feel like it's slightly more in our favor, but I don't know about the earlier ones. Well, I, the more recent ones just seem like an obvious clear-cut choice, though. <laughs> and well, except for, like, the, the Nijigaku popularity polls. <laughs> I feel like... Ah, those are... those are... an exception. Have because you heard the new unit singles by them? The what? Sorry? The, have you two heard the unit singles from them? The two that oh, came yes. out recently? We can probably talk about those when we get to 2019. Yeah, okay. And that's uh, near the end, but yes, definitely. Yeah. Okay. So I have opinions. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! God, someone in the chat is saying that Umino is going to die. <laughs> what do you mean I'm going to? Oh no! Atlantis, uh, no! Don't do it. Uh, okay. Um, twenty twelve. Uh this was um the year Mogyuto was released, right? Yep. Did they do this on Valentine's Day, or was it a bit later? So. I don't know about the actual release date of that one. I stopped keeping track of the single dates after the first couple. <laughs> That's fine. Like, the year is usually uh, the most important part anyway. <laughs> they also held their first live concert, which probably wasn't that populated compared to, like, the standards of today. Yeah, but still. It was... It was held at the uh, Yokohama Blitz, wherever that is. Um, it's definitely in Yokohama from the well, naming. Yes, <laughs> I mean, like, just in terms of like, is it a big venue? I don't know. I, I would say um, probably. I would say medium size. I'll look it up. <laughs> Nothing as big as like Tokyo Dome or anything, but. Whoa, 1,700 people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so tiny. it was a just small a gathering, tiny. let's say. Small like gathering a, of them like and their small YouTube channel. Friends. Let's see. Uh, 
Oh wait, something else is also escaping me at this point. Oh, we had we had the radio. Oh, Nico Rinpana, the only like radio combination that actually got like a single out of it, which was pretty cool. We were robbed of Gurinpa. <laughs> uh, I think they spent all their budget on other things and couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, and we also got the um, duo trio songs. Uh, if you don't know what they are, they're. Uh, Mermaid Festa 2, Kokohaku Biori. Um, to date, the only sequel to a Love Live song. Holy <laughs> sakes! I still wonder why they called it Mermaid Festa 2. It's Yeah, they're not like that similar, other than like having a general tropical-ish tone. I think they just like had name block writing, like writer's block at that point. Like, why don't, why don't we just take a, an old song and put a sequel, you know, Here, Electric Bugaloo. it's Mermaid Festa 2, the sequel to Mermaid Festa. <laughs> no correlation at all, but here we are. Uh, so, the other two songs were Sojo Game and Otome Shiki, yeah. Yes. And uh, to this date, I'm pretty sure Sojo Game is still, like, too powerful. <laughs> like, having those three in the same, uh, Subunit would have been too powerful. This is why we've only ever gotten the one song from them. And then... Uh, what were the... Uh, the single songs were also in those... Uh, CDs, right? Yeah, the solos came with them. Yeah, so we also had, like, a single song for each of the girls. And right, the... which were not the first Love Live solos. Those were the Hanayo Kochuriumi ones that came before, but these were the first ones where everyone got one. And when exactly did those ones come, if you can I'm remember? I'm not sure. I'm not sure Definitely if... early I'm... on. I'm not sure if it was actually this year before or last year, but regardless... Moving on, it's definitely, I think... Uh, I'm seeing 2011, looks like, I think. So then, same year. But... Because in April, they announced the duo trio songs. I'm not sure if that was... It was released by the end? Oh and we no, also, I just lost all my open tabs. Ah. We also had Wonderful Rush. That was probably my, my favorite song of that year. Wonderful Rush is still <laughs> still very energetic and fun. That will be a very fun song in All Stars to see. Yeah. Oh, so you want to see them dancing on a plane. <laughs> and, and I guess the last significant thing of 2012, if I'm not mistaken, was the announcement. Keyword announcement of School Idol Festival being developed. Ah, that mysterious thing. Who knows where that will go. <laughs> and I, and uh, I guess a month before that, they also said the anime was going to be a thing in 2013. So 2013 is the big year mm -hmm. when things, you know, explode. But before we move on to that... Any takeaways from 2012? Yeah, I don't think there's too much to that i want to talk about 2012 my big event that i picked out was just the first live because that was like the big thing 
Yeah, that would probably be like the most substantial things that they had a live event. So, and they wore these weird purple costumes that have never been seen since. <laughs> oh, I wonder why. <laughs> it couldn't possibly be because they were kind of ugly. Well, maybe just because like they didn't have it wasn't like officially associated with any particular song. Yeah, not really. I don't know why they wore them in the first place. But... Probably like rentals. It's like, hey, we need some costumes. We can't afford yeah. much right now, so well, you know. They, they did come out and debut the um, Bukurawa Ima no Nakade outfits at the end of the live. Ah, that was... I, I really like how they, you know, like at the end, they also... There's a trend for live events. They pretty much reveal something, so... Yeah, like, they didn't do the song, I think, but they did show the outfits. And that was the song to be used for the anime opening, as well mm. as pretty much their Love Live Encore song, when they won in the anime. Woo! And, and well, I wouldn't say that was a twist, because you know how anime openings spoil things most of the time? Mm. Like, hey, they're doing the song in the Love Live stage, so then you would expect <laughs> that they're, you know, they win the Love Live and do the song. So then they did it at the end of... Um, the season, or when that happened. What a shocking twist. <laughs> Very shocking. And uh, when Aqua did it, we thought, hey, they're doing the thing again! <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. 2013? Shall we move on? Yes. The big year. The, the year a lot of people first joined Idle Hell. Idle Hell expanded its property that year. It became an anime instead of just a media project. Mm -hmm. And then you could consider it multimedia. But pretty much, I would, I would say like 80% of people. Well, it's probably like a throwaway number, but most fans were indoctrinated through the anime. And it's not really like an opinion, it's, it's pretty much a fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has the most wide reach and accessibility of any of the media formats, so of course. And uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people who have like no interest in idol stuff at the time just watch the anime because I mean, hey, I'm, I'm into cute girls doing cute things anime and the guiltiest charge, that was one of my reasons why I watched it. <laughs> we got the anime. And the School Idol Diaries as well. And... Which I've never read. <laughs> I don't want to be that person, but like, if you ever got the time, so some of them are pretty interesting. <laughs> More... Read Nico's at least. No, I would say Nico's is... Especially like the the chapters about her, the origin and her father, uh, yeah. usually like what a lot of Nico fans like to cite for why they like her a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, they also announced uh, School Idol Paradise at the end of this year. <laughs> now that's gonna be the big hit. Yeah, sure. yeah, definitely. Money on that one. Uh, a Vita game with three D dancing. How could oh, that not fail? Yeah, and like, <laughs> one volume for each subunit even? 
that's a big th- that's a big deal then. Yeah, they're doing the Pokemon thing. Wow. You buy a separate game for minimalistic differences. <laughs> That'll definitely work. The Vita is definitely a big enough platform to support that. So much potential gone. So sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. It's also the the second subunit singles came out that year. Oh, that reminds me. Some, I think I saw, if I recall, someone modded the Switch to play School Out of Festival. Oh, uh, really yeah, because you can turn it into an and have Android run on it, pretty much, yeah. and then just download oh, yeah. it from the App Store. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like a waste of a Switch, though. I mean, if you're going to bring it around with you, why not, I guess? Just get a phone at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, if you think of it, a, a phone without like a plan is like six hundred bucks, like a a really good mm. phone at least. So, but oh, what, yeah. the, the difference though is that the phone actually has access to wireless, you know, and like LTE. So, and it's a phone, so it, it just seems like <laughs> a better investment. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna spend three hundred dollars on on a tappy tappy device for my phone game when. I could just spend $300 on a phone. Someone did it. They wanted it, so I gotta respect. <laughs> I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm just saying there are better uses of your time if you can just, you know, use a phone. It's the, the principle. Yeah, it, it's, it's about... It can it, be done, damn it. Yeah, I understand, but okay, moving on. Before I make another uh, enemy. Was this the year that School Idol Festival actually debuted in, in Japan? I believe it is. Uh, it's this not is listed awesome. here, but uh, since it was released for us in 2014, I think it, so, yeah. That means they had it a year earlier, so it had to be in 2013 for Japan. Like, my history of English School Idol Festival starts at 2014, and I know they're mm -hmm. a year older, so it has to be 2013. Around April, but it's not really documented here. So, fact, factoid, twenty thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had it. Um, I I think my my favorite for the year was just the the second subunit singles because I think that round of singles was my favorite of the Muse subunit songs because we had pretty much at least one banger for each group. So, yeah. if I recall, the songs are Unbalanced, Unbalanced Love, and Pew Girls Project for Pranton, yep. uh, Binetsu Kara Mystery, and Kimi no Kuseni for mm -hmm. Lily White, Cutie Panther, and Natsuwa Ora Naide for Evie. Right. And, uh, and I think Unbalanced Love is, is one of the most beloved Prontop songs, I feel like, maybe behind No Exit Orion. You have Binetsukara Mystery with the non-tan lasers in Sif. I feel like that song got notoriety because of School Idol Festival. But regardless of that, it's still a banger. And Cutie Panther, one of my absolute favorite Love Live songs of all time, subunit or not. Here is another, like, fun remix fact. Someone... Did a remix of Cutie Panther and Dragon Force through the fire oh, and flames. Oh, that's not the mix I was thinking you would say. Oh, which one were you thinking of? 
<laughs> the Space Jam one. <laughs> Everyone made a Space Jam of everything. Like I think I that's that's like a that's like a get out of jail free card for remixes. I know, but the, the Cutie Panther one was particularly good. <laughs> I, I don't deny, but I'm just saying, they're very common. I know. <laughs> oh, Space Jam remixes, wow, we're really, uh, this is like, oh, that's a callback. Well, it was the first one I heard of those, <laughs> so I might be biased. Mm, this fair, this fair. I... I think... Personally, yeah, I would agree that those particular set of subunit songs were kind of balanced in the way they had, they had you know, like one very high tension type of song and another like mm -hmm. calm and mellow type of song. So yeah. there was pretty much something for everyone. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, right, an anime back when she had a sister. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, also got the. Was this when the voting happened for Music Start? I think so. Because I'm seeing in the December issue, they see like the sixth single feature. So I, I'm pretty sure the voting happened after the anime, and that's why Maki was the winner. At least to that my would knowledge. Makes sense. Yeah. Surprisingly enough, um. Wait, was was Wonderful Rush before the anime? Yeah. So I think so. Katori, I guess, retained popularity through the anime, and then Maki like gained popularity from that. <laughs> and and those two are pretty much like the most popular characters to this date. I would still say, at least in terms of like Japanese poll results, fan art contributions, <laughs> and all that. Oh yeah, the the popularity poll where Maki won was indeed 2013. Mm, yep. And yeah, that's that's 2013. And 20 is it we're going to 2014 now? Yeah. Uh was this This was anime season 2, right? Or was that 2015? I think it was 2014. Yeah, I I think so too. Yeah. Like just it was in April, yeah. April announcement of anime season 2. Yeah, it was announced in the April issue that year and then it would have come out later the same year. And your PS Vita game feature was the same month. <laughs> <laughs> what a tragedy. It's one of my favorite videos you've ever done. <laughs> still, still get random comments that don't read that don't read the description of the video and uh, this pet peeve number what three for a youtube channel creator of content is hey i'm gonna write this thing in the video description and then the people who like watch is like I i'm gonna comment without reading the description <laughs> come on the gate, like, All-Stars is already out! You can never assume that anyone has read the description, ever. I so I give too much credit to people on the internet. It's a huge salty, mistake. Salty Umida videos are, like, the best. <laughs> I, I, I've been trying to keep my saline levels very low <laughs> lately. It's not good for my cholesterol. Uh, there hasn't been much to be salty about these days, though, so it's, it's alright. Hmm. Um, 
The site we're on, by the way, for the person who's asking, is, is just lovelivefandom.com. So love-live.fandom.com. And if you want to see all these history tabs that we're going through, you can um, just search history in the search bar. And you can see, like, School Idol Project, Sunshine, Nijigaku, and uh, to a smaller extent, uh, School Idol Festival-based history stuff. Uh... Season 2 anime was pretty much the big thing in 2014 then. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else of note? Um, well, this isn't my thing of note, but 2014, as we mentioned before, was also the year of the global release of School Idol Festival. Mm-hmm. That's yes. The idol. That's, this is the year that I got brought on. Yeah, that's when Idol helped. And I do have like a separate tab here for history of School Idol Festival updates in the worldwide version oh yeah so here's some like this was still before uh rin senpai joined so here oh we can you can listen to some um school idol festival boomers reminisce (laughs) (laughs) remember when the the tiers were top 200 for tier one yeah that was when the game was released and there wasn't much of a player base but you had to get top 200 to get two copies of the card right while well, it was three copies of the card. Technically bloodier in terms of the amount of competition. I still think no event will ever top that one Umi event. Ah, uh, uh, yes, with with the Kimi no Kusemi as a token event. Yep. Very with fun. The, with the snowy Umi and, outfit, yeah. And the it was thirteen days long, wasn't it? Because yep. uh, K Lab didn't work on the holidays back then. It was like, hey, we'll just have this event until we get back into New Year. Great idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the most stressful thing. And when the game came out, there was no expert mode. It was just easy, normal, hard. So mm-hmm. when you wanted to grind songs, you would play hard songs, and you would play the hard token song as well. <laughs> Admittedly, like since we all sucked back then, like hard was pretty hard. Unless you were like yeah. already a rhythm game player, then it was probably pretty easy. But I remember struggling with some of the hard songs back then. Yeah, like part of the reason I like Cutie Panther so much is it was one of the first songs I like pushed myself to do better at and try to get better on the harder versions of. Mm-hmm. I think we always have that one song that, you know, pushes... I think that was actually my first event was the one where Cutie Panther was the event song. Oh, really? That was your first event? Yeah, that was the one where um, the card was Ellie in, like, a marching band outfit. I remember, like, not making the tier for that song because I, of school-related reasons. And they got salty, and and later yeah, on I, I just the scouted the card in the scouting box, so it wasn't that big of a deal. Oh, and back then, the reason we were all salty was because you had to get two copies of the card to idolize. There was no sticker stuff. That yeah, was that's baby can't shit. Can't rely on that. It's baby stuff. <laughs> no stickers. No stickers back then. No <laughs> rewards for scouting a lot. No guaranteed SRs. It was it was yeah, hard mode school idol festival. Uphill in the snow both ways. Well, I think that was guaranteed during like non-event periods, but during uh, events, which was kind of dumb. But during events, there was no a guaranteed SR. So if you wanted to scout in the boxes for the events, like the subunit boxes or the year-based boxes, there was no there was no guaranteed SR. You could spend fifty gems for eleven R cards, and that was the, the most premium type of. Malaysian salt you could get. <laughs> I had at least one experience where I did get the 11 R full from scouting in one of the Pruntump boxes, I think. Very, very bad feeling. 
or first years, one of the two. Well, I'm glad they rectified this later on, but like pretty much, yeah, that was Skeletal Festival back then. It's, <laughs> it's a lot worse than Skeletal Festival now, since Skeletal yeah. Festival now is just very generous uh, worldwide. Honestly, I feel worldwide at this point is just a lot more generous than, than oh, yeah. Japanese. Like it wasn't like this before, but these days it's just very generous. We get yeah. higher UR rates most of the time too, because I'm pretty sure the Japanese server only ever had one instance of increased rates. But we just get them like every month or something like that. There's also just boxes of everything like every week. It doesn't even matter. You don't have to save up. Well, you save up, but you don't have to worry about missing out on something. There's yeah, you just like later. save up for a while, and when you have enough gems, there's like something that you can use your gems on even even like oh hey limited card uh you yeah. you, you should scout for this because it's limited and then two months later hey limited card the thing that came, was came out two two months ago it's back <laughs> you want it again here this <laughs> is not truly ever limited yeah oh my god it's it's very much like <laughs> it feels very generous especially compared to like I'm playing a lot of Magia records still, and oh, there's God. that's just an endless parade of limited cards that are definitely not being rerun for a long time. I saw, I saw um, you pulled the Holy Mommy accidentally. Yes. <laughs> uh, very lucky. <laughs> oh, just wait for my Holy Alina video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away, I suppose. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh. Early Skeletal Festival, definitely different from these days Skeletal Festival. You guys have it good, is all I really have to say about this. Yeah, like, Sif <laughs> still had that core appeal back in the day, otherwise we wouldn't have played it. But it was, yeah. it was a struggle in certain respects. Just waving your You can go back to my very right first... Now. This was actually this was also the very first year I put out a SIF video. It was like November 2014. You can go back and watch that very outdated, very boring, not very well put together video to see like a time capsule of what SIF looked like back then. This is when I first got into the anime, but or rather it's more like I'm looking at some of my files right now, I'll be honest. I did download the first season because I'm a bad boy. Bad boy. <laughs> yeah, but I downloaded the first episode on. It says here, uh, October sixth, twenty fourteen. But I didn't actually watch it till April tenth, twenty fifteen. Because after that, episodes two to thirteen were all downloaded the same night within like two hours. Oh, <laughs> do you remember why you didn't watch it for so long? It's just something I used to do. I would download. You hoard anime and then just yeah, decide one day. Yeah, today's the also, day. Wait. Until like, you have to like bunker down and like have a bunch of stuff to watch. Pretty much. And then like, oh, I got one episode of Love Live. Let's watch this. Oh my God, it's so good. And then <laughs> just went crazy. After it's that. so cute. <laughs> All right. Here's a random non sequitur question. Uh, was School Idol Festival your first gacha game? Yes. Mm. What do you mean? Uh, hmm, Ren? Uh, <laughs> depends what you define as a gacha game. If specifically just japanese yes uh i would say any game any like mobile game that you know prioritizes a gacha based acquisition system for yeah, cards I, I would say i would say love live would be my first one then where it actually kind of mattered uh so were you familiar with mobile games back then that were not gacha mm -hmm. games then 
I was familiar with games where you would have to pay for content basically to advance, at least at an easier pace. So, pretty sure my kind first of, one was just like Candy Crush, but and that's pretty <laughs> much like everyone's like first one or something, you know? Like go who to the app store, hey, see what yeah. games are up, no, hey, Candy Crush. I didn't really play many mobile games of that of this variety until Sif, really. I because. I don't, I don't know, I wasn't really into the idea of a lot of them. Like, the games that I had on my phone were, like, Tetris and Solitaire and Sudoku and stuff like that. Oh, that, that's, that, that's definitely, like, a callback when I had, like, one of those ancient iPods with the scroll wheel. Yeah. And then you play Solitaire on that. Ooh, those were the days. Yeah. I still have Solitaire on my phone. It's a good little time waster when I'm listening to a podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, I don't remember. Did we did we talk about the the thing for twenty fourteen? We got very uh, distracted. No, not yet. Actually, I have one that maybe not uh, no one has brought up yet. Actually, sure. Um, my thing for twenty fourteen actually is the release of the first Love Live Weisschwartz cards in English, because that specifically was what brought me into Love Live. Really? Yes. Um, <laughs> not the you, anime. The cards. Were you? Did you play Weisschwartz? To any capacity before then? A little a little bit. Like, I think the first Vice Schwartz I got was the Hatsune Miku stuff. Mm-hmm. Or the Madoka stuff, maybe. No, I think it was Hatsune Miku. But anyway, I was working at a comic store at the time, and we had the stuff, obviously, so I could get it at a discount. And I saw the packaging. I was like, I don't know what this game is, but it has anime characters, so it might be fun. Maybe. Um, so then you, like, the bought Miku the Miku because- yeah, I bought the Miku ones because that was like the one I actually did know the characters. And I had fun with it. And I didn't know what Love Live was, but I liked the character designs on the box. It had this like pretty pastel pink box with these smiling anime girls. Like, I don't know what this is, but it's cute, so I'll get it. So I got the trial deck and I, I was like, okay, that's fun. I, I want to kind of know more about these girls. They have kind of fun designs on their cards and screenshots from the anime that look fun. And what is all this? And then I started watching the anime from there and picked up School Idol Festival not long after. That's a very interesting way to get into a series. <laughs> it's not the, the, the traditional way, but I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, my Schwartz as a game is, is very bad. <laughs> uh, I've played, I played many. There's a reason I didn't stick with it long term, I think. Yeah, but Bushibo, don't shoot me. I feel like I'm gonna make enemies of every uh, uh, contributor <laughs> of the Love Life series by the end of this like podcast. But but Bushiro, don't shoot me. I'm just saying that by Schwartz is inherently bad game design because most of the time it's just luck based. Well, yeah, like it did come down to that in the end. I did like the general feel of how like games would proceed, just be the way that the the stages of the cards are built, I suppose. Uh, with the the whole like literal climax thing that they have as a mechanic. Well, yeah, there are some fun things you can do with that game and like but yeah, synergies, it, it but was still, like in the end, it was still like a collectible card game with all the flaws that come with that. I'm I'm just saying that if you think you won in that game, you can your opponent can probably like cheese a win, so don't get excited. Oh yeah, <laughs> like it's still like whoever has the most money wins in the end. Yeah, these days, it's it's generic. It's the same with Magic, it's the same with Yu-Gi-Oh, it's the same with Pokemon, it's the same with pretty much all of them. Buy the OP cards, and then make the OP deck. That's what. That's why it's meta. It's just the card yeah. game philosophy. It's the... <laughs> my favorite example of this has always been the 
the the can of Coke that came in second in a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament because it had like all the most expensive card and its cards in its deck. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> it was a it was a story of a, a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament where the the store owners who were running the tournament just happened to have access to all the most expensive Yu-Gi-Oh cards, so they made a deck out of it, and they they had a can of Coke play this deck against people with the only rule being it would draw a card and play a card every turn <laughs> and it came in second place because it had all the best cards wow <laughs> this, this, no strategy been, at all. this must have been like way back in the day when they were playing like caveman Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah that's always been my my favorite tcg story <laughs> wow like, <laughs> <laughs> oh. all right uh if we got nothing left to talk about 2014, I think we can wrap things up with 2015 for Muse and then proceed to Aqua Era. Because I think 2015 is the last significant Muse year. Yeah, like 2015 and 2016 are like the crossover years between the two projects. Let's see, we get... This, this was uh, after anime season 2, so... Was 2015 the movie year? I believe so, yes. It was way back in... I don't remember the actual date, but I remember watching it uh, in San Fran in, 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 like, September, I think. Mm, yeah, it would have been... The, uh, 2015 would be the movie, yes. Yeah. I have it right here. At least I have the movie on my computer in 2016 <laughs> early. So, <laughs> yeah, I see here April issue, and they mention School Idol movie. And it's mostly just a lot of like Dengeki stuff, other than that. If, if Rin wants to say things, don't let me stop you, man. Like the, the people <laughs> want to hear you. To you guys. Right said... now, I'm just scrolling over the list to make sure I didn't miss anything for 2015. <laughs> and again, I, yeah, I'm mostly seeing like just Dengeki spreads and like stories in the magazine and whatnot. Other than that, other than that, it's mainly the movie was the big thing that year. If we're not talking about Sunshine, yeah, this is main the Muse side. Apparently there was a Love Live board game. I think I remember playing this once on uh, Oh on no, stream I know, I've never heard of this. <laughs> on the Extra Life that I did, like, um, <laughs> we, we played we played this. It wasn't that good. But, <laughs> wait, I'm not sure if we played this, or we played, like, something else that was like a School Idol Festival thing, but regardless, we played some sort of board game with Love Live, and, and it was a thing. <laughs> yes, I can confirm it was a thing. Was it good? No! This <laughs> <laughs> is not the not the settlers of Catan of Love Love you're looking for. Yeah. Most certainly not. Oh, uh, let's. Although that would be fun now that I think about it. Could be Love Live, but everyone has to start their own group to go around the board and collect resources. Idols. It was Catan. kind of like that. It was kind of more like Monopoly without money. <laughs> oh. Okay, let's um. I mean, that would be interesting. You take. <laughs> a board game and make it into like a gacha at the same time? Don't! <laughs> no! 
no 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 like you would like it's all contained with the game you don't have to buy anything extra but it's just like a gacha within the game wait wait are you saying you want to make a physical board game with gacha mechanics or are you saying you want to make a gacha game with board game mechanics no 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 no, no. the first one not the second one <laughs> no 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 not the second one all right all right cool <laughs> cool that's a million dollar idea you have should have pitch it to some sort of board game like, publishing company. I feel like the original Pokemon board game might have been like that, actually. <laughs> really? Are we talking like, about the one where you flip the Pokemon over... Master Trainer game? Yeah. Well, in just in the sense of like you getting a bunch of random Pokemon that aren't the same every time. Hmm. Yeah. But is that really that. gotcha though? It's not like you're paying for it. I don't know, right? I don't know just... if it's exactly the same, but it that just strikes me as similar. Like I think the the kind of game Rin wants to make is. You start off with like monopoly amounts of money, right? And then mm -hmm. you, you know, you spend the money in like a collective pool of random stuff. And there's like a, I don't know, 1% chance you get the UR. And whoever gets the UR will pretty much win because they, they got lucky and got the OP card. Isn't that just a drafting game, I guess? I guess so, yeah. Yeah, it's but like the, a... the drafting part is completely random. Wow. Because it, it's well, not that like is, it is like a drafting game because that's MPG like magic then. draft tournaments. Whoever yeah. draws a Love super rare card from the booster pack <laughs> probably wins. <laughs> well, yeah, but how does the board play into this? That's what I want to know. No like, how, how do we? Now. now it's now it's an MTG game. Well, all right. Well, why don't we just yeah, just make a gotcha card game? <laughs> See where that goes. Congratulations, we've reinvented TCGs. <laughs> uh, we fixed it for you. It's it's a it's a it's a TCG that parodies gotcha games. Have fun gambling addicts. Oh yeah yeah. It's a million dollar idea in the making. Whoever makes it will probably get rich from all the, the gambling. Anyway, Love Live Sunshine, the uh -huh. the millennials version of Love Live. Yay. Um, the first image of Sunshine was actually in April. Which, the April issue, anyway, yeah. So it, it like yeah. the end of February. Somewhere around there. And, uh, a little bit surprising, mainly because it would, wouldn't have made more sense to, you know, do it on, like, June. <laughs> I guess they wanted to fit more in the schedule. But, since they usually do big announcements on the anniversary, so, you know. Yeah, I guess they they were probably building towards like the single release later in the year, which they needed more time for, maybe. Oh yes, and, and time for some interesting um, millennial facts. <laughs> so there were votings for the names of the group, and, and right now we like for the Aqua history, we actually have records of the alternative names. So here are some of them. Know, let me just zoom in a little bit. Right. We did have the records of the alternative names for Muse, just not for the subunits. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, what I meant. But if we got such classics as Orange Squash <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, um, Stella, Spicco, oh, Soleil. Soleil would have been good. Palettes. Palettes was my favorite. Lair. I don't know about Lear. <laughs> they had shinies? Uh, yeah, yeah. Here, here's a really? hot one for you, Rin. Shinies. Oh my god. Shinies. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> it just says it in Kana. Yeah. I like Stella and Shinies. That'd be good. Hmm? I still think... Don't shoot me, Lantis. No, I still think these are all rigged. They, they all just... I already had everything printed for Aqua. Like, hey, right. Here, here's the poll. 
<laughs> here's, uh, here's, here's the illusion of, of, of democracy. Have fun. Anyway, uh, I still think Aqua is a good name. Mm. Just because of the thematic of all the, the water stuff. What was Rico's name that she gave him in the anime again? The Three Mermaids? Three yeah, Mermaids. Three mermaids. <laughs> <laughs> well, that only really worked for like the, the, the second year group though. And then when they expanded, they were like the Six Mermaids. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, they'd have to keep changing the group name every time the number of members changed. Uh, I love Nine Mermaids. They're my favorite set of uh, Numinary Mermaids. <laughs> well, then they would have become Six Mermaids again after the third oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> At least then it would be um, clear which iteration of mermaids there are. <laughs> okay, we had the first single on October the 7th. Kimino Kokoro. As well as the B-side Step 0 to 1. I think that was the only... Oh, oh yes! They actually had two songs on their B-side. In such a hurry to give us more content. I don't remember, but did Muse ever have two B-side songs on a single? I don't Ooh. think so. Not on a full unit single. I don't think so. Yeah, like... Not on any single, I feel like. Really not on any single? I don't know. Which one would it have been? Uh, do we count the duo trio songs with no. the solos? I, th I think it, I think yeah. Like Aqua are the the pioneers of having more than one B side. Yeah, <laughs> not counting solos and such. What was what would you say is your favorite out of those three? Oh, out of the three first songs? Yeah. Um, I think it's still Kimi no Kokoro for me. I'm a, I'm a step zero to one boy. What about you, I Lin? Like step Sorry, what was that? Uh, um, we, I was just asking your favorite out of the three initial um, Aqua single songs. Single songs. Uh, you had the like, Kimi no Kokoro, or... step zero to one, and Aqua Heroes. Kimi no Kokoro. <laughs> it's it's iconic at this point. Yeah, not to, the other two. Very good, very very good. But I think that one, just because it was like the first one, and it's one of the first animations you see, it just kind of sticks with me a bit more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I like Step Zero to One, but I, there's something in the beat to that one that I don't like quite as much as Kimi no Kokoro. Yeah, Heroes is really good too. I really really like that song. The energy in that one is very good. Yeah. I think I like Step Zero to One a lot just because the, the beat map in Skull Idol Festival was very fun. <laughs> it's probably associated with that. Uh, Ren, since you're an Aqua generation, um, did you start when the anime started for them, or was this earlier? I started when Season 2 for Muse opened, so I was around as Aqua's was being introduced and everything. Mm -hmm. so, right when they got announced, and then when the anime came out and all that. But were you just like an anime watcher back then, or were you uh, at least somewhat invested in the series as a whole? Like the I side was... materials that were coming out? Uh, yeah. A little bit. Not quite, though. I was still kind of like dabbling and scouting with Muse at the time, and I was just kind of taking in news from Aquas as, as it went. So your, look into it your school idol festival phase started around that same time too, right? 
Yeah. 20, <laughs> 2015, let's say. That's when mm-hmm. I started. Early 2015. Yeah. 2015 was my first big school idol festival on YouTube year. Because yeah. 2015, I cosplayed as Nozomi in summer. And I think 2016, I started doing scouting videos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so at some point in there, we both got introduced to, to each other via um, Jesse's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing both your videos and I was just looking up stuff on Love Live. Like what to do and other things like that. Another interesting thing, well, December issue, so this is still 2015. Uh, we got the subunit voting combinations. And we did talk about this for Muse too, but like some interesting uh, combinations. Here you can see. Uh, any in one in particular that might have worked out in your opinion? Uh, let's see. Oh, I think I remember wanting the one with Johanne, Mari, and Daya. Uh, let me just I can't remember what the other combinations were. Let me find the image. <laughs> I think a, lead, a lot of people wanted Chika, Daya, Yoshiko. Oh, well, I got the image up on screen here. They they would have gotten them in the the radio stuff if they had gotten a single. <laughs> I would have liked to see personally Chika Yo and Kanan together. Mm-hmm. Basically, Sharon with Kanan instead of yeah. Ruby. Well, I like their their lines that they sing together in Mitaiken Horizon. They they all have a very sort of similar vocal quality that blends well together. Mm. Hmm. You know, what's interesting is that I really thought, well, just from like retrospective, I'm surprised that the subunit with Diane Ruby didn't win. Again, rigged votes. But <laughs> I, you well, would you think, think... If they were rigging the vote, then they would put Diane Ruby as the... As I the would think I'm, I'm just saying that might have been more of a fan favorite. But I think this is just another s- symptom of pre-anime voting. I think the third member and whoever that trio would have been, though, would have been like shadowed a lot if it was Dia Ruby. It's just, you know, yeah, I, I suppose it's just because, yeah. um, you know, the sisters and all that. Yeah. Mm. They never got the, a duo song. The two, three, four. Now that, that I think about it, we were robbed. Good idea. <laughs> Another robbery. Wait, Why did don't we got a duo song? Dia Ruby didn't have like their own duo song. Yes, they did. Uh, did they? Yeah, but they had one, didn't they? Yeah, they had they had the summer one. Yeah, oh, oh, right, those yeah, are the... songs. <laughs> I'm I'm a big, big an idiot. <laughs> never mind. Uh, I think I'm still peeved that like Pana, uh, Pana and Rin never did. Never mind. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> That's who you're thinking. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. All right, moving on. Awkward yeah. generation. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now, now I see the pattern that I would have wanted. The one with. Daya, Yoshiko, Mari, and then the other two would have been Chika, Rika, Ruby, and then Kananyo, Hanamaru. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know if Chika, Rika, Ruby would have mixed very well now that I think about it, but I liked that third one. Rika was definitely a surprise for the Yoshiko and Mari trio, I thought. But as time has gone now, it's like, oh, okay, makes sense. Mm -hmm. It works. Yeah, vocally, they're very strong. Who do you think has the best vocals out of all nine? You mean at this point, uh, or best yeah. is it? Best is a subjective thing, of course. But I, I would yes. say maybe it's your favorite. You like? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Who do you like the best hmm. vocally out of all nine of them? 
I think, like, just in terms of, like, whose voice I tend to hear or hear and think, damn, that's a good voice. I think it's Mari. Mari? Hmm. Yeah. So, Aina, how about you, Humida? Um, I will probably have to go with Yoshiko, just because yeah. of deep resonance. I, I think Yoshiko, too. Friggin'. Yeah, also very good. <laughs> Yeah, her voice is crazy insane. It's so good. That, anyway, you know, yeah. that means in retrospect, the Guilty Kiss was stacked. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mari's, Mari's solo still impresses me a lot. Mm. Like, her solo song. Just that sheer, raw, like, <laughs> pop energy, or pop diva energy. New Winding Road, right? Yeah, yeah. It's also, like, kind of hilarious that Mari's solo song is, uh, you know, deep and passionate, and, and mm. Alkanan is doing a singing about fish. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think Kanan suits her. No, I'm not saying it's a bad song, it's just the contrast yeah. is very hilarious. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, I wish I could say I liked Daya's voice best, but I think she's, she's kind of actually always been one of the, the, the less... I won't. I won't say a weaker singer, but certainly a less trained singer than some of the other ones. I never even really thought about her cut on single until now that you said that. I'm like, oh yeah, it is just about fish. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh well, like for these subunit combinations, they were. I guess lot. I would consider it less biased in terms of how they set it up, just because for Muse, they had a clear goal to not like put uh, Nanjol and Mimori on the same team. But but mm. here is just. Most of these girls are kind of fresh to the scene, in a sense, so yeah. isn't that kind of bias initially? The cool, the cool group always does the best anyway, we know this. Even in All-Stars? Mm, well, now it's a cool duo, I would say, that's doing the best. Because a lot of people aren't happy where Setsuna is right now. Where it's she is in terms of... Like where she got grouped up with. Oh, you're saying she got like... <laughs> she got the short straw. Yeah, I'm not, saying that, either, I'm not saying that either. But other people it. have said it. A lot it. of people have said it, though. <laughs> um, I'm just the, trying to be supportive here. A lot of opinions are formed prematurely, so yeah. I think Again, they'll just have to give this this time. Yeah, yeah, too. definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. let's wrap yeah. things up for 2015. <laughs> Highlight. I'll ask you two now, since we're in Aqua era. So, uh, what yeah. you got for uh, me, Aaron? Um. Nothing very exciting for this year, like in terms of something unexpected. It's mainly just the initial rollout of Sunshine because I have a lot of good memories from like the group initially being announced and learning about, oh, who are these new characters? And oh, look at these designs. These are fun. And oh, voting. We can decide. We I can actually help vote on stuff. That's cool. Uh, so it's, it was a very fun year in terms of like just participating in that maybe possibly illusion of participation. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it was still fun anyway. Definitely because uh, most of us joined mid Muse era, where at the time like everything was more or less established, uh, and then we got Aqua and it's like, hey, it's a new project. You guys can vote on things. Illusion of, and hey, this is a whole new world. My opinion kind of matters somewhat. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think also like <clears throat> it was also just a good year for me because, like I said, it was the first year like. I did my first SIF video in 2014, but I really dove into the Love Live YouTube thing in 2015. <clears throat> Excuse me, I've got throat thing. I made my first 
guides that year. I made my first big scouting videos that year. Um, <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun. All right, uh, you can take a break and drink some water. Yeah, I need I need I need some water. Just a sec. <laughs> okay, Rin. Twenty fifteen. Basically, Aqua's being introduced. The entire year was just good. Nothing much happened other than that. Like, hey, we got a new group coming up. Check this out. I'm like, oh, okay. So I can't really take much out of that other than like, hey, cool, a new group is coming. Uh, did you have, well, I think I asked you this already, like in the previous uh, episode, but um, did you have like a favorite character at the time of release? Um, Probably Ruby, I think. And going uh, into it. What, has your opinion of Ruby changed in any way? No, Ruby is still one of my favorites for sure. Mm-hmm. It's really hard for me to pick a best girl out of these nine. I like all of them equally, but I feel like <laughs> I have to pick one. Like I'm forced to pick one. No, don't let you... don't let the internet no, tell no. you what you got to do. <laughs> no, no, no. But you you've probably you've been to Japan. Have you been you've been obviously over to Japan? So, yeah, uh, at least twice. But when you go there and you, you're kind of into it the first time, you have to settle on a girl because you don't want to buy merch for everyone. Otherwise, oh, this is a merch problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just decided. I think I'll just be a yo stan so i went for that but that doesn't entirely mean i'm like yo is like number one yo is just i guess i'm gonna go with first well it like if you're buying merch well i'm not sure what kind of merch you're buying like girls just anything uh, like just some figures that kind of stuff or figs whatever anything that has yo on it at this point but most of the merch i buy are like practical yeah. things like cups so i usually <laughs> just pick based on color Oh. So like I I I I picked Yo because she's blue. Oh, okay. When I buy merch, is because yeah. I, I bought I bought like a Yo hoodie because I just like yes. blue. Uh, right, but right. I wouldn't say she's like my favorite girl, but but blue is mm. definitely like my favorite color, so it just kind of yeah, worked right. out. I kind of have just like everything in my house now from just having Yo. <laughs> so because uh, otherwise, uh, probably Mari would be up there as well. Yo and Mari, Ruby, and then when when I got to know more of the Seiyus, I think Anchan is my favorite overall. Mm-hmm. Chika would be up there too now. Anyway, but yeah, that's that's what it would be. Uh, since the I think the movie came out in 2016 for Canadians, right? Did it or was it 2017? It was definitely way later than everyone else got it. Yeah, like which the movie. The second movie? Or the well, I'm talking movie? about the School Idol Project movie. Oh, okay. Because uh, I-, I remember going to America to watch that because <laughs> Canada didn't have it back then. We yeah. got it, like, wasn't it after the Blu-ray release? I think so. I- I'm not sure how long after, but it was, like, definitely, like, It was the after the year. Japanese Blu-ray release, anyway. I remember going to a theater to watch it. And and like going to the theater in Canada, and all you got was a poster. Back back in the America, you oh, you got right, like yeah, the. Yeah. Oh jeez, I wonder if I still have. You got, that you got I like even a random shikishi. Posters. I still I have the poster, but I never bothered to put it up because my walls are just be. It's probably in my yeah. closet somewhere. I don't want to ruin my walls. <laughs> anyway, uh, 2016, the last significant year of Muse. Before, like, the final live, and then air quote, retirement air quote. (laughs) I feel like this might be, like, the biggest Love Live year period, aside from, like, the year of the first anime. I 
think I agree. I think this is like peak love live. Mm-hmm. And that I'm not saying like a- after this it goes downhill. I'm just saying like no, no, just that there was the most love live this year. Yeah, it's just peak popularity, and then when Muse got disbanded temporarily, hmm. uh, then a lot of fans, I guess, moved on to other things. Yeah, I get the feeling 2020 will be a bigger year now that All Stars is on the horizon. And the new Nijigaku anime. Use blue tack for hanging on posters? <laughs> Thank you for the recommendation, but the second problem is my room is too small. <laughs> so, but if I, if I ever expand, uh, I'll consider it. You'd sell it. It's vintage now. I don't think people would buy, like, a non-mint condition poster, though. Oh, is it non-mint? Okay, never mind. <laughs> well, but it's because, like, the corners are probably, like, I have it rolled up in a tube. Oh, yeah, I've had so, I've had like multiple ones rolled up in a tube, and that's where they've been for the last however many years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this guy's hilarious. Just get a bigger room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll do that in Vancouver. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> Thank you for the advice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, pretty much after the the final live, any kind of update with Muse has just been a dengeki and. Uh, school mm-hmm. Idol Diary stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> and we had the final, their final single before that, which is Moment Ring. Ah, yes. And, um... You know what? One thing that bothered me about Muse near the end of its life <laughs> is that most of their songs were just about singing about goodbye and sadness. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, isn't, like, one or two of them enough? Why you gotta give us, like, ten? Well, it's, it, it reflects Love Live live concerts where they take forever to say goodbye. <laughs> but still! Like, Feel sad for us. We're leaving. <laughs> and, like, for that reason, Moment Ring, I believe to this day, is still the longest song of mm. any Love Live song, clocking in at 6 minutes and 23 seconds, I believe. Oh, Jesus, wow. is it that long? Man, it doesn't feel that long. Maybe you're just used to the School Idol Festival cut. No, well, maybe. <laughs> but I, I feel like I never felt like it was that long. It zips along, I feel like. Oh, uh, Sunshine 2015. Pretty big year. Or, mm. Yeah, 2016, yeah. <laughs> 2016, yes. Um, I'm getting mixed Sub-unit up. Names. Subunit names. <laughs> okay, which month was subunit names? March. Ah, yes. Here we go. Ha-ha, there we go. We got the it. subunits have been determined at this point, and then it was just decide a name. So, for... Their names are also determined. They just wanted us to vote. Yes, yes. Fun. Fake democracy <laughs> and all that, but... <laughs> uh, we were robbed of Tuesday! The greatest fun! <laughs> No, no, no. Power, powerful Garage was clearly the, the superior option. George, where's George? I'll give me George and Kiss Bear. Wait, is George an actual option? It was an option in the anime. It was another name for another group. Yeah, no, that was for like a school auto project. That was one of their like, I wouldn't say rival groups, but it was, you know, like a lingering background group. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, yeah instead, instead of great names such as. Um, um, garage, powerful garage, and the Tuesday we got Sharon, <laughs> and and the capitalization, in case you didn't know, was just based on the first 
letter of their name. That's why it's spelled like this. Wait, then what was Cocoa? What were they doing there? Also, also apparently, uh, Next Sparkling is longer than Moment Ring. So today I learned. But Moment Ring was the title holder for right. a while. And thank you, Friends is longer now, too, it seems like. <laughs> I have a, I have a, a soft spot for, for Hidamari Flowers. I think I've, I might have said this on the podcast before, but it, mm. it's very similar to a name I submitted, which was, I think, Hachimitsu Sugar. Oh, were we allowed to submit names for this as well? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yes, they gave us the illusion of, like, actual, like, choice. Oh, but... I, thought, I thought they just had a bunch of names lined up for us. <laughs> Aqua has been more community-focused. Mm. As well yeah, as... I had, I had formatted it the same way. <laughs> yeah, as, as well as uh, internationally-focused. So I would say that's a positive change because Muse was more or less kind of segregated in Japan for reasons. But then Aqua definitely embraced the worldwide fandom. So I don't think there's anything good in like the Azalea group aside from Azalea, right? I don't yeah, even like the know. Other, yeah. The other option I kind of liked was Canaria. Uh, that would have been another Sharon type name. Yeah. What's Komorebi? What's Komorebi? Does that mean anything? I don't, I'm not sure. Um, I have no idea. Let's see. It's kind of interesting that the the names that are written in Japanese never seem to win. <laughs> Apparently, um, the Japanese have a word for sunlight filtering through trees, and that's what oh. Komorebi is. Oh. Do we have a word for that in English? Dappled light? Photosynthesis. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, interesting. That's an interesting name. That's actually kind of nice. And for Guilty Kiss... Vampop. Vampop! Vampop. <laughs> or that really long one. Something small, indie, visual devil, or whatever the heck. It's a small devil... In the visual. Oh god, I'm glad we didn't get Lolik. <laughs> I would have liked it just for LOL, but I can see why we shouldn't get that. Either. No. <laughs> Dengeki's bad enough. Yeah. So 60% of that is good, 80% of that is too bad. <laughs> what does that mean with people suggesting names that have dive in them? Hey, eventually we got dive. Yeah. It happened after three generations of subunit <laughs> voting names. We got it. We got it, boys! Nine long years of voting and we finally got the dive. What's this? Peepit? What the heck is that? Peepit. Peepy! I want this now. Peepit? Peepit! <laughs> oh, that's uh. No! I feel like even if we got this, it's too similar to BB. Yeah. We'd have BB and Peepy. And rim would have been weird for me personally because I know a rim. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was before the anime, right? Or was this? This was before the anime, I'm pretty sure. At least the name of the subunits. We got the anime in late 2016. Was mm -hmm. it late 2017? Um, summer I'm 2016, I think. Tw yeah, summer 2016. So this was before the, the anime. So. Mm -hmm. They they really don't want 
people go and and again the whole premise of season one like oh this is just a muse but different they, they wanted to distinguish them so i feel like having anything very similar to anything muse is just not not the good play and then here here were the final votes six around sixteen thousand for each of the names or for like yeah for each of the groups and then uh, each of the winning group names got around like 3,500 on average. It's interesting to see the second place and third places though. Hmm. Coco. Coco. Oh, geez, Rim could have won. Philly. Pion. Canaria. Rim. And Crom Cross. People really like the, the combination names. Jeez. I feel like the combination names are like a cheap cop out. But at the they same are. time, uh, it's a clever pun. <laughs> so I'm not too bothered about Sharon because it's actually a word. Yeah, they actually made a word out of that one. Yeah, but Rim is just lazy. <laughs> and Kana <laughs> if Canaria had won, that would have been a nice name too. Nice callback to friggin' what's that anime called with all the dolls? Oh, Rosen Maiden? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was Second Girl. That was her name? Or is it close to it? Oh. Yeah. Man, I haven't thought about Rosenmaiden in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Yoshiko won Nomazu Gamer thing. Yeah, there's a card in Skull Idol Festival, too. That's the reason why. <laughs> Two of them. Two of them, yeah. Have you been to gamers in Nomazu, Umido? I, I went to all the Aqua pilgrimage oh, okay. places at one point, yeah. even though I didn't spend too much time on all of them, because I literally had a half a day. Just went there, took a few picks, moved on. Mm. Well, I can at least say I breathed the same air as them <laughs> at some point, pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there, there's the, the achievement. Yeah. Okay, um, anime starts in July 2016, and it was premiered in Anime Expo, if you yeah. remember. That was yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. the first year that we had any Love Live performers come over to North America. Only six members were present in the 2016 Anime Expo, but that was still better than everything prior to that because there was not that much like Western representation at all. Mm -hmm. So it was a pretty big deal. And it's been a tradition for like two years afterward too that they come back and perform in Anime Expo. I don't remember why the, the three other members didn't come though, but... I guess it was like scheduling or something. Probably, yeah. Who didn't come again? Um, uh, I know Arisa didn't. I think. I think um, I think uh, Mari say you didn't come either. Arisa Someone confirming there is a Rosen Maiden doll named Canaria. Yeah, number two, yellow dressed girl. I remember her because she's my favorite one. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I think Arisha was the one that didn't show. She probably was just busy because she seems to be the busiest out of all nine of them. Mm -hmm. Something. She's got all all her acting and Sentai stuff and modeling. Yeah. Oh, uh, after that, I think that was it for the major. Did we mention Koini Narita Aquarium? Um. Was that this year? I think it was this year before the anime. I think. Uh, yeah, I yeah, see. 20, 2016, yeah. 
It's the April issue preview of the Koini Naritai Aquarium costumes. So then it was probably released like in June? Like probably? Somewhere around there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's before the anime. Like, Oh wait, Ari Show is at Anime Expo. Oh, was she? Yeah. Maybe I'm it thinking was... of the this past year that she yeah. wasn't. It was... Uh, Yo's voice actor. Uh, Shukashu. Yeah, Shukashu. I can and... And I think the last one was Mari. I know. Yeah, I yeah. know. She wasn't there. <clears throat> Uh, regardless, even if it was six there, it was six more than we ever had, so yeah. big step. 2016 was my first Love Life scouting video. Woo! Diving straight into this hellhole. <laughs> that, that's your one H of the, the, the podcast. Everyone gets one. <laughs> I think I'm, I, I helped encourage you to, <clears throat> to dive off that particular yeah. diving board. Watch me, guys. Do not follow. If you do, you've made that decision yourself. That was a... That continued to be a big SIF year for me in terms of video output. That was the year I did um, Honor Scouting Versus and started reaching out to more of the scouting video community. Mm. That's why we're here today. Oh my god. I'm just looking at my list of videos. That was also the year of the Friendly Hacker thing in School Idol Festival. Oh yeah. Little Friendly Hacker. <laughs> Oh yes, cheating. <laughs> <laughs> cheating was the next year. <laughs> well, that was still one of my favorite bits of chaos that's ever happened in the game. Uh, I don't remember if um, School Idol Festival Thanksgiving events started in 2015 or 2016, but like they, they mentioned mm -hmm. uh, that point here, because uh, at the point they they started hosting these uh, yearly events where you can you know go participate in like Scolero Festival tournaments and they would announce big news there. I'm just not sure if it started in 2015 or 2016 but it usually happens around uh, November. And yeah oh we can also quickly take a quick look at the, the 2015 Scolero Festival do you remember anything from 2015 Squidal Festival that's not the Friendly Hacker? <laughs> oh, that was 2016 was the Friendly Hacker, but 2015's Squidal Festival, I guess, was just the first full year that I played the game. Was was Aqua's introduction to Squidal Festival in 2016 or 2015? I think 16. Um, 16 they came out late because 2016 was when they were announced early. Yeah, 2016. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Because my first Aqua Scouting video is September 29th, 2016. Yeah, in 2015 we were still back in like pre 3.0. So 2016 is the 3.0 update <coughs> with the Aqua. Was that when Christmas Mackey was the event card for 2015? Which one? The first Christmas Mackey, the SR. Like the, the, the no. Medley Festival one? No. That would have been the first 2015. one. The first first medley festival maki i'm pretty sure was 2014 the was score match one the med the uh i'm thinking of the first medley festival maki and i think for jp it was probably 2014 but for us it would have been 2015 because oh, yeah. my yeah, yeah. 
my medley festival guide came out at the end of 2015 and that that was the footage i used was from that event that makes sense okay yeah because that's the first time i tier one anything on sif like, like an initial school idol festival only had token events and then near the end of the first year we got our first score match which was maki mm. and then the, the following year was when we got the, the medley festival which also featured Maki. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying there's a, there might be a pattern here. But but I'm, I'm pretty sure the Challenge Festival didn't feature Maki. But Wait, it, it might have. It really? It, when, was East, when was the Easter Maki one? Was that the first one? I, I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to know if Maki is actually like the, all three... <laughs> Um, featured girls for all the new event types. Well, when they introduced Adventure Stroll and like Friendly Match, that was definitely not Maki. That was that was Aqua Era. So yeah, what was Challenge Festival Round One? Uh, there might be the list of past events you could reference. It was Easter Maki. Oh much. Hey, lovely. Well, they definitely know how to cater to their fan base. <laughs> oh, in there. <laughs> I think I remember this because I was going to make a challenge festival guide at one point, and I had prepared a lot for it, and I remember seeing the Easter Maki stuff for it, but I ended up not actually making that video. Totally not biased when they decide who gets the first event for the type. Totally not. <laughs> yeah, Kotori gets a lot of early events in these types as well, I feel like. Well, they are just- those two are just the most popular characters, so yeah. it's to be expected. Mm -hmm. Well, let's say 2016 highlights. Got anything for me? Uh, well, other than the big ones, I had like a three-way tie between the the final live, the Sunshine anime debut, and the the third one, which actually meant the most to me, I feel like, um, that summed up my year that year, was the the big Takaramonos cover that I that I put together, where I had like eighty eight people submit their voices for it. Ah, yes, <laughs> and we was, had a gigantic mega cover. <laughs> so that's not like an official Love Live event, but I feel like that that sums up the feeling of Love Live community that I had that year. That's a fair point. I'll, mm -hmm. I'll accept it. <laughs> Got anything for me, Rin? I think it's just them coming over to LA was pretty big. I'd have it to agree to with you too. Like that's yeah. on my that's favorite actually, point. Like, yeah, expanding out to their, as, I guess, as far as LA, <laughs> their worldwide <laughs> audience, right? So it, it was pretty much just the biggest con in the West, yeah. so Hey, we got them, and got and then like here. years later, they started appearing in slightly smaller cons too. Like this year, I think. Well, not like the entire group, but they yeah. got um, several members to go to different cons, such as a uh, anime NYC, right? Yeah, Guilty Kiss went there. Then they also went. To, did some of them go to Char Expo this year, or was that no? I I'm not too sure, but um, they they come now, so yeah. that's good. Come to Canada, please. We're here. Uh oh, someone, someone in the chat 
is a very new to School Idol Festival, and they're shocked that this is Aqua's first Challenge Festival in JP. It's true! <laughs> like, a Challenge Festival first came out and featured Muse members in 2016, right? 2015 for Japan? And it wasn't until 2019, two days ago. Now that I think about it, you're right. This is their first challenge. Because they I never bothered. I haven't seen this. Yet. They never bothered to make the chibis for the challenge festival in Aqua <laughs> until now. <laughs> just, they just didn't have enough costume sets, but that's not an excuse. It's been, it's been like four years. Yeah. Challenge festival for Aqua? What's that? Even though they, they definitely have made chibi art for those costumes for merchandise and such before, I think. Yeah. I, I do see a lot of the, like, the cheerleader chibi arts. Like, those are the mm -hmm. official ones. So it might be, like, more, more now because, yeah. But yeah, that's... If you didn't know, yeah. This is the first Aqua Challenge Festival happening on JP Scolato Festival happening right now. After... It's an historic event. <laughs> this is the most historic event of 2019. <laughs> okay. 2017? Yeah. Where am I? It was the year of Sunshine Sunday. Done. Got it. That was it. <laughs> that was that was about peak peak content creation. Was, e yeah. Everything was always late. Technical <laughs> problems. Fidget cast. Good times. <laughs> It was a big year for all of us, I think, 2017. Uh, let's focus on the school idol f stuff first. Sunshine. Uh, this was season two, right? Yes. yes. And that's the only thing that's coming to mind, but I'm pretty sure there's a lot more. Okay. Well, we had the, the first time the, the full Aqua came to Anime Expo. Yeah, yeah, it's a, um, that was the following Anime Expo, so this is 2017. We also got, well, this was the, at the end of the year, but we got the, the Skull Idol Festival collaboration single, um, Jingle Bell Tomara Nai. <laughs> they finally made an actual Christmas song. Not Snow Halation. Snow Halation is not a Christmas song. <laughs> no? <laughs> like, people play it on Christmas? And it was released near Christmas, but it really isn't a Christmas song. It's a snow song. <laughs> it's just a song about love and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It ain't no jingle bells. <laughs> oh, and this was, uh, the voting happy party train. Mm. Kind of one. Despite, I like, in season one. since then. In season one, um, she didn't, when we talked about this, she didn't have much screen time most of the anime and was kind of designed as like an antagonistic type of character but then later on i guess after after everything got resolved we got a whole bunch of like gay shipping happening <laughs> <laughs> and then the people warmed up to her so that's nice that's well, the best way i can it. put it they uh they made I up i think for aquas i feel like the conspiracy that or Lantis and all of them had already. You're talking about rigged voting again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we <laughs> actually had the influence this time if you consider how the character polls went. Like, Kanan was. I think everyone just made a group push for a specific girl because since Happy Party Train, Kanan has never been in the top anymore. 
No, like he, part two of my conspiracy theory is that <laughs> is that they're never allowing the same girl to win the same thing <laughs> twice ever. So like e- even if Maki is perpetually the most popular character, they're just not gonna yeah. let it happen. It's like, hey, look at all these Maki votes. We're just gonna ignore them. Well, conveniently, <laughs> they didn't have any more popularity votes after that last one for her. Mm. I'm just saying, like, they never want a situation where, at least this was back in Muse era, where like popularity was more like black and white, right? Uh, but in Aqua, I would say you're right that uh, the fans do have some sort of influence in determining centers and all of that. Yeah, I would say that's right. the only Plus, real non-race. The do vote. have. An interest in listening to what fans want. They want what people will buy. And uh, pretty much after... Would you say like the second one? Koini Naritai Aquarium? I think that one was still rigged just because Yo was the... The one associated the most with marine-based stuff. Uh, Well, Yo still was legitimately very popular. (laughs) True! But then, by virtue of people liking Shukashu a lot, I think. Based yeah. in Numazu too and everything, so it just fit. Yeah, but uh, the most impactful one was probably just this third center, Kanon. Like, we're gonna make you get screen time. <laughs> Vote is <laughs> literally what we're this was. We're gonna make you a star, kid. <laughs> oh, I don't remember Wait. anything else from 2016. I think my boomer brain is catching up to me. <laughs> 2016 2017. or 2017? 2017. 2017, yes. Uh, this year with season two. Uh, we got the Sega collab and the Hanamaru Sonic thing that year, I think. <laughs> Is that a significant <laughs> the, point? The his- I thought that was cool. <laughs> coming together of, of Love Live and Sonic. All right, I'll, Sonic. I'll, I'll give you, I'll throw you a bone. <laughs> it's a significant point because this led to more meaningful collaborations later down the road. Which I suppose we'll talk about when we get to like 2018. <laughs> well, there. All right. So I have my one thing for 2017 that I can finish with. Cool. <laughs> Clearly, the most important thing, other than the stuff we talked about, uh, like the Anime Expo and all that stuff. Clearly, the most important thing that came out that year was the Aqua April Fool's puppet show. Oh, that was a masterpiece. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That is still so, so good. Well, that's the, that's the, the one with the coelacanth, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's the one with the coelacanth yeah. and the, the little pig noses and fairy tale stuff and fighting Johanna in hell at the end. Yeah. Oh, oh, the very, very creative take on April Fool's. <laughs> in in Skull Little Festival, we got April Fool jokes too, right? The alpaca yeah, yeah. tap? The, the alpaca tap? Yeah, yeah we had the... I think Mostly. that was 2015, though. 2016 and 2017 were the child scouting? Or was that yeah, like 27 and 28? We got animal scouting. The, the alpaca tap noise is definitely still like the, the rating champion of best April Fool's gag, though. Yeah, because that one was, that was an actual joke. I feel like yeah. the, the, the child scouting is more of a, hey, we just want to make more cards and they're yep. cute. And that's cool, but like, it's not really an April Fool's joke, but, but the alpaca tapping! First song you play of the day? What the heck is this? <laughs> the, the child scouting cards, have you listened to any of the stories from them? Yeah, uh, they're lis- boring. Listen as in... 
like listen or like, like read just listen, like listen to them and yeah. read them right if you go to katori's one with her pajamas it is actually creepy as fuck <laughs> <laughs> just play it to the some background music it just says something creepy in it really just good. like the way she does her child voice yeah it's just like i feel like i'm going to die if i stay here any longer <laughs> is this a video idea for you i've already done it <laughs> oh when was this <laughs> Oh, it's more like a stream highlight. I have it somewhere. I'll post it when I find it on uh, Twitter. But yeah, it, I just happened to have like some creepy Danganronpa music in the background while she was talking. It, it just fit really good. Well, you already know my take on School Idol Festival stories, so it's, it's pretty yeah. much like yeah. it's, all, it's all fan service, so I don't really take it yeah. seriously. At least all-star stories have meaningful character development and... Um, That's all we have for them right now, though. That's all we could guess. Yeah, like, at this point, I hold original Sif stories in such low regard <laughs> compared to every other gacha game story I've ever read. It's, it's the least canon thing you can consider. Hey, you're the main character, and all the girls, they want you. That's all, That's it. Uh, it's, it's not indicative of anything. And, and I also, like, hey, we're gonna introduce you to all the girls in the first chapter, and then we're gonna write you out of the story. <laughs> like you just evaporate at that point and then in all stars at least you are ayumu's childhood friend who apparently steals ayumu's spotlight because she's been downgraded to like supporting character in, in that What's regard now like what does she do she's she's your she's like the katori umi and yo riko equivalent for yeah. for you not not yo for for you mc has to die <laughs> Like MC will die anime. in the anime, so it's fine. Yeah, they'll die, and then Ayuma will take over. Um, I'm getting sidetracked. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're done 2017 at this point. Yeah. Do you remember anything in the 2017 School Idol Festival? Worth mentioning? Uh, um, do I have anything on my... Wait, that was the first year we got UR packs, I think. Uh, really? That was the first... Time I did a video with one anyway. So like worldwide. What happened? Let's see. Oh, I remember. I think I remember what you're talking about. Like the anniversary guaranteed UR pack. I think so. So I have a I have a video from September 2017 with 5.0 UR pack. So it might have been in celebration of us getting the 5.0 update. Yeah. Um. That, that was probably the year when they started being less stiffy about UR rates, right? Because mm -hmm. I'm pretty I, sure that was the no, first I think it year. it might have been slightly later. It might have been Christmas of that year that they did that. Yeah, but we got the guaranteed UR pack earlier, right? Mm -hmm. So then I was like, hey, guaranteed UR. And then in Christmas, 3%. Oh, we we did get something cool that year. We finally got the, the SSR and UR only uh, blue ticket boxes. I think we all started the Oshiman challenge that year. That was the year before. Was that the year before? Yeah. Because uh, I remember a sticker shop came out in 4.0, but that was in, I think, 2015? At least 2015 oh, hang on. Japan? I think I've, this isn't really for like anything, but this is a big thing for me. <laughs> okay. Oh. It was the introduction of Automari. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> Uh, an entire saga of searching yeah. for one card. Yeah. 
Oh, we also got worldwide poster girls in that was in this year. That was pretty. I guess yeah, that makes sense because they had merch for them at the 2017 mm. Anime Expo. That was like, that was, that was a pretty cool thing that um, they had like a representative from a lot of the major countries, and they were wearing like iconic outfits from mm. those respective regions too. I really like that. Yeah, looking through the history, I think I saw the picture of like King mm. in the what is it Thailand outfit. She looks yeah. very pretty. And also like how the fans make the outfit for them and then they they get to wear it. (laughs) After going through some sort of legal process of like giving the clothing to like the staff. (laughs) This is very very meticulous to make sure nothing goes wrong. Right. Make sure there's no like hidden knives or something or I don't know. Who did you two pick for the uh those girls out of the sign? Um I I think I picked Rico. Mm. I mean, Daya, yes. <laughs> I, I, th- I think I picked Chico is probably mine, I think, the first one. I think you were on the episode of the podcast back in season one where we talked about this. Hmm? Was I? Huh. Oh, also, I'm- I definitely sold mine for a sticker the first time around. Yeah, me too. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're just going to get more later, so why why bother? Get the sticker, baby. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm glad I got her back eventually with when they yeah. put more of them out again. But I, I felt bad when I sold it too. I was like, oh, now I feel awful. But no, it came back. The remorse is temporary. Yeah. <laughs> the sticker is eternal. They knew have... that like a lot yeah. of people sold theirs for stickers and wanted to give them a second chance. Yeah. It was their own kerfuffle. It was like, hey, we're going to introduce these new cards and we're going to make them yours, but they're not actually yours. They're selling cards. They forgot to turn off you the are, flag. You're like a polar opposite of how I play this game. I, yeah. I used to be like you. Now I'm just like, you're a sticker, oh, yeah. you're a sticker, you're a sticker, you get skill level <laughs> 8. You know, like that kind I of thing. I just give you my account and so you can just clean it out for me because I got like... You really yeah. want to give me your account and have me purge <laughs> your member list? Just get rid of now the things I don't need. Video. Just keep me keeping it, things that work for teams. If you really want to do that, and uh, I I can make a video and you can upload it on your channel and see how everyone gets mad. Yeah, oh my god, that'd be funny. Yeah, because my waiting room is always full now. It sucks. Oh my god. Member list and waiting room. I'd be tempted, but I think in the end I would I would want to hang on to my stuff. Yeah, but I when, just, when I'm just trying to complete the album. Really. When people tell doing. me this, I'm just like, the album exists. You can just look at them. Aren't you just right. looking at them most of the time anyway? No, I, I need you to can't, idolize like, it first. Then I'll do then it. You can't like put them on your song team on a whim if you want to. But why does that matter? Like if you're just like late game is pretty much I'm gonna use this team because like these are the best cards I have. I think like, what I'll that, do. Playing the... songs for fun? I'll Listen to this! <laughs> playing songs for fun! <laughs> well, you were well, gotcha I, gamers! Is, I feel like I've reached the, the, the Nirvana stage of Sif, honestly, because I really only <laughs> open School Idol Festival these days when I genuinely just want to play a song for fun. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that, but if you like want to play All-Stars, you will actually have to care about... <laughs> Good cards. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to to that because team building is yeah. kind of fun actually. Yeah. <laughs> team building does sound fun. You just have to think of it like a big raid boss that you got to prepare yeah. for. Current currently, got... Magi Reco is serving that yeah function for me. I got like Ruby as like 
a friggin' tank on my team right now. Uh, I, I do have pro a few problems with All-Stars balance right now because um, uh, Ruby, you are Ruby and you are Kanan kind of trivialize a whole bunch of the team building aspects. Mm. So yeah. Wait, it's either you have those Kana? and everything is easy, or you don't have them and everything is hard. Initial Kanan, right? Uh, the, the Kata, you are one. Yukata, yeah, the initial one, okay. Yeah, those two are know. like... It makes it really stupid easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, when did, uh, when did K-Lab Game Station start? Someone in the chat is saying it might be 2017. Oh, I can tell you that based on the number of episodes they have right now. <laughs> so I think there. Let me just double check their Twitter. I don't know much about Game Station actually. They're directly affiliated with KLab, right? Not just. Like mm -hmm. Um, they're the. They're like staff that work with. Uh, not like Japanese KLab, but like worldwide KLab. Ah, uh, I see. I see. But like they're still in Japan. Right. 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 Like, there is a Japanese K-Lab game station, but we don't know anything about it. They don't feature Skull Idol Festival there. They talk about... No, they don't? No, like, they talk about other things. Oh, okay. Because if they did, I would actually care. Well, good, I feel justified. <laughs> not yeah. So they, I think, right now have 129 episodes. So if you get one episode per week on average, then it, they start around... Um, September 2017? Yeah. Somewhere around there? It feels like it's been longer than that, but yeah. Maybe a few months earlier, just because they skip a few weeks due to holidays and whatnot. Hmm. So, it was in 2017 when they started. Probably early on. Hmm. Or maybe mid. Yeah, that was part of, I guess, part of the whole push of like trying to reach out to their international fandom, like for Love Live in general. Yeah, but uh, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this before, but they didn't do any School Out of Festival content until like episode 10. And right. every <laughs> every episode, we would have Love Live fans going, where's the Love Live? And and then like there's the staff going, uh, we'll we'll talk to we'll talk to the people and tell them that you want Love Live. And then it went on and on and on until we actually got it. Everyone wants to hear about Bleach Brave Souls. Yeah, and that's the best part. Because now that there was a Love Live segment that happened before Bleach Brave Souls, we make the babies wait an hour longer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet, sweet justice. Just... Because, um... Killer Game Station was... I'm pretty sure back in, like, the early episodes was just Bleach Brave Souls. Because they didn't have much back then. And they didn't consider School Idol Festival part of the much. They thought, oh, Bleach Brave Souls was the only thing, so then they're going to do that. And now they talk about, if I'm, my memory yeah, serves Captain me right. Sabasa came later. Yeah, it was like a 2018 edition, I believe. As well as uh, Utano Prince. So mm -hmm. like all those games are now featured on K-Lab Game Station 2. Makes sense. Unfortunately, most of the old K-Lab Game Station staff no longer work at K-Lab for ah. one reason or another. Oh no. I think only Alex is left. But like, she wasn't also like an initial member, so I guess Matt is left. He's part of the French team too. Ah, okay. Yeah, but there's a little reminiscent about Killout Game Station. <laughs> Thank you, Krabu. Um, are we missing anything with 2017? I think that's it. I think we really got. Do you remember when the, the the N card voting happened? Oh, that that was 2016, actually. Like the voting happened in 2016, and the initial and the results of it came early 2017. Mm-hmm. So then we learned like 
that Emma, Shizuku, and Kanata were the winners, but that wasn't- yeah, but We didn't know what that meant it, until it didn't, it didn't mean anything, like, hey, these are your favorite thing or in-girl cards. <laughs> I feel- I feel like- Until a few months later. <laughs> I feel like that wasn't rigged, but at the same time, it was? I don't think it was. I feel like those girls always placed high in the popularity. I know, system. but like if if they told us the reason for this poll, I feel the results would oh, be a lot different. Oh, they absolutely should have told us the reason for it. Instead, we just got oh, we're just gonna vote for the characters that are always popular. Like, can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Well, the thing was, there were there had already been like several popularity polls, and you know how idol fans vote. They like to have girls that haven't won before get stuff, so that might have influenced the votes. <laughs> Like, oh, these girls have always placed high but never won, so let's vote for them. True. And again, at least this was probably the fairest way, because if you told them, hey, they're gonna be part of the new Love Live group, it was like, oh, the fandom will explode. I still... Yeah, then we probably would have gotten at least one or two different girls. I, I still think they, they should have told us, but I, I know the one guy who's always, always salty. That his favorite was fourth place. <laughs> and he'll never, like, live it down. That's hilarious, but at the same time, pretty sad. Was that, was that Himeno? I can't remember the exact word. Yeah, yeah, it was fourth place Himeno. <laughs> uh, yeah, because Himeno has won before, like, one of these popularity contests. Imagine being fourth place and just n not being part of, like, the biggest group ever. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not saying yeah, Nijigaku no, will be the biggest group, but... We shall see. Even if they didn't tell us exactly what the reason was, they should have at least hinted that it was more important than, like, hey, your favorites will get some art or something. How unfortunate. At least they all got SSR art. That's, like, the <laughs> consolation prize. Um, I don't know. Some of them are a bit, hmm. They, they are not made from, oh, like, yeah. the same artist. So yeah, like, they, they were funny. made from, like, they, they brought in a lot of, like, doujin artists, right? Yeah. I'm they not sure if it was, like, a volunteer base, or, like, <laughs> they picked, but... Yeah. Like, some of the fresh takes were interesting. Emma's alone. Some of them are good, some of them are... Hmm... Okay. <laughs> and I suppose, uh, the last significant part of 2017 was the announcement of Perfect Dream Project in Tokyo Game yeah. Show 2017. Oh, yeah. As well as the announcement of Love Life School Idol Festival All-Stars, which was delayed for two years. That confused <laughs> a lot of people, too. Like, Aquas just came out. What's going on? <laughs> what are we doing? Well, if you think about it, Aqua has been, like, three years old at this point, right? I... Well, the, by the time Perfect Dream Project was announced, Aqua had only been around for two years. Right. Yeah, but... At the same and the time, anime had only been around for one. Yeah, at the same time though, like Aqua had a condensed timeline compared to Muse. Mm -hmm. Like they did everything Muse did, but like in half the time. In the, like the one initial year. Yeah. So then, yeah, a lot of people were confused. Well, what the heck? Why are there new girls? Uh, new mobile game? Is this gonna replace Skeleto Festival? Which <laughs> I I believe was the initial pitch. If I'm recalling this correctly, hey, Skeleto Festival is getting 3D dance update, and then later on they changed it to say, oh, we got a new mobile game. That's <laughs> what I recall. anything to uh, migrate Sif into All-Stars. So they're like, nah, just keep both you guys. We're not it's it's like, this game is too ancient to change. It'll explode yeah. if we like try to make it better. <laughs> oh, just make a new game. Yeah, but we can't get rid of the old game because people will be mad. And also, 
<laughs> it's a different kind of game. Yeah. Yeah, and it will also provide the illusion of caring that you play both games. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, get a rank 300 before uh, Worldwide comes out, and you get a free URL All Stars when you link your account. Oh boy! So, so like, well, just, I still gotta get there. I'm at, like 292, I think. Uh, just take advantage of any kind of 10 times experience campaign yeah. that comes out, because I'm pretty sure there will be one before that comes out anyway. Even five times experience would just be enough. You could probably get to rank 300. Well, you specifically, since you're so close, like in less than an hour from that. <laughs> like from a fresh account, you could probably get to rank 300 with uh, the experience campaign in less than a day. I still oh. not even 300 on my JP account. Yeah, we got introduced to a Perfect Dream Project, uh, at, which was, that was what it was known at the time. Uh, later on was when we got like we now call them Nijigaku, right? That's yeah. the mm -hmm. canonical shorthand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Nijigaku, Nijigasaki, whatever you prefer. And yeah, uh, the result of the poll meant that the three end girls you voted for got into the project, and then they introduced six different characters as well. And I, I'm pretty sure we talked a little bit in a previous episode mm -hmm. about what if it yeah, had been so better we'll to repeat ourselves too much. <laughs> It, so if you're interested in that, go go watch one of those or listen to one of those. And they also had the three different uh, four coma series. One of them was yep. very questionable and fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a tragedy! The only yeah, and all their other like app team activities. I think they might have done a couple YouTube videos even too. Mm, yeah, I think it was just depending on which. Uh, team they were on but some mm. of them also did like i think dengeki was the one that did like video game reviews as well because uh I yeah, remember yeah. one of them was like talking hey you're gonna buy the new pokemon game ayuga uh, you you, huh? you know? yeah it's like <gasps> <laughs> but the biggest tragedy is that like, ayumu is the <laughs> her, her mo the most personality she has is in this like a comic salty gamer girl. <laughs> as a salty gamer gremlin and then they had they had to purify her and now she's just like a normie <laughs> it's sad you got a, a magic lobotomy <laughs> hmm. um we got talking making runners in 2018 right yeah all right so let's wrap up 2017 got any highlights oh that i already said mine was the april fool's puppets uh rin what's that sorry well, also, also going to Anime Expo that year, because that, that was the first year I did go to Anime Expo, and that's a special set of memories for me. Oh, did you have, like, a favorite thing in 2017? Um, bu 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 2017. No, probably the Automari introduction, probably. <laughs> 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 a huge one for me. Anime and all that stuff, yeah, but, like, if I had to personally pick something for me, it has to be that one. Strangely enough. That's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, we're almost done. Two more years. Uh, so then, was there any significant Muse news that we missed <laughs> in the past two years? I'm pretty sure not. Like, 2018. because no, they were dormant. They it was just Dengeki stuff. It was 2018 was when, like, Emi Nita was revived, right? <laughs> and then she went to talk in the uh, thing. If I'm yes, recalling this correctly, true. she was revived from the dead. <laughs> Yes, she appeared with the the with the Nijigaku Seiyu for something. I, th I thought she also appeared with Danchar. Was this in? Was this in? Oh, was, 
Wait, was it in 2017? I don't remember. That's the thing. It might have been in 2017 because uh, right, that's that when they when announced they, the. That's when they announced the Seiyu. So I'm, I think that's when Aminita was revived. <laughs> like, like right. 2017. And then. They, they said there was another event at the top of 2018 that they were all in for Abima TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, like, all the- oh, 2018 was the year of the troll. <laughs> That's all I can say. It was the year of the troll because every time there was, like, a oh, broadcast- I, gonna, I think it is gonna be. There was a broadcast for, like, All Stars related stuff. I was like, oh, announcement, release date, and nothing ever happened. It was just cute girls being cute girls, and, and again, nothing wrong with that. It's just, like, you kept debating the- The fan, though, was like, hey, All Stars stream. And then everyone came to watch, and at the end, see you guys next time. <laughs> it wasn't until like Tokyo Game Show 2018 where we got something else, right? <laughs> and was this the year of the wallpapers? God damn it! I think so. <laughs> 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 I hate... The only other really big thing I can think of that was in 2018 is the, the Hakodate Unit Carnival. <laughs> oh, that was that was actually my favorite live, I would say ever, just because. Yeah. Um, subunit battle as well as Saint Snow, I don't <laughs> like that. That's that's peak concert. Yeah, like just Saint Snow having a featured place in Alive. What is this? Um. Also, whoever has been taking care of this wiki history article apparently stopped updating it in twenty. Yeah, like <laughs> they, I think they, they just. I'm not sure if they gave up or. Just whoever was doing it stopped, and nobody's taken it up the slack. <laughs> it's unfortunate, but I'm pretty sure we'll... that's not too much of a big deal for us, just because we're more in the know-how in these later years anyway. <laughs> At least, I would hope, like, we still kind of keep up with some of the things. Although most of these things I, uh, <sighs> can't say I remember too much. Again, my boomer brain is acting up. <laughs> You remember significant things in 2018 for Aqua? Aside from, mm. like, them coming to LA for the third time? Is the did movie they, announced? Did they have another year? official live that year? Um, oh yeah, it, might, it would have been the... No, the movie was... Hmm. When was the movie again? <laughs> I think it was 2018 January. Because it wasn't this year. Right? It wasn't this <laughs> it year? It like it was this year because I watched it this year. No, okay, just because we watched it this year doesn't mean it was yeah. this year. I, I know, that's what's throwing me off is what I'm saying. Or maybe it is this year? Because it's been 11 months. <laughs> and and the Blu-ray came out in like 2018 late was July. the movie, because I know they were hyping it up in December. But if they were but hyping it, only... it up in December, didn't it come it out actually... in January 2019 then? It technically came out in January 2nd or 4th, I believe, this year. The oh. movie premiered on January 4th, 2019. Yeah, there we go. Okay, then then 2018 is the year of the troll. I can't think of anything. 2018 is the year of the troll, I guess, also because like we got all the promotion for the movie that year, but the movie didn't actually premiere until the next year. Unfortunate. Like, I just... So it felt like, that's probably why it feels like it was 2018, because we saw all the stuff happening. Yeah, and for that like reason, I have no festival events and whatnot. I have nothing to say about 2018. The only other thing I have is like we we got the release of Tokimeki Runners and with it the the Nijigaku solos. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was probably the highlight, honestly. 
It really was. <laughs> well, we also got some other Aqua songs too, I believe. Mm hmm. What year was the duo trio? I feel like we skipped that. I think it was 2017 or 16, maybe. We uh, I don't know. Well, well anyway. <laughs> any school idol festival highlights? 2018. 2018? Um, hmm. I got Not Automari really. in 2018. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hmm. Not. Not really. I think it was a fairly. It, it's. I feel like 2018 was the year my my role started to slow a little bit in terms of video output for Sif. Mm -hmm. I had my big. I think the 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 most fun video I put out that year was the the Hanayo birthday musical. We oh. had our collab too with a couple of songs. I think that year. That was the next. That was the, this year. <laughs> was that this year? That was February that that finally came out. I think we were working on it at the end of 2018. No, not, not, not that one. I mean, like Jingle Bells. Oh, Jingle Bells. Was that yeah. 2017? End of 2017? I can't remember now. It was either 17 or 18. 2017, yeah. Okay, 18 was when we did the other one. We did yeah, we the did ending. the... Yeah, we did the that big collab with uh, the Oh Heck, I Really Like Love Live people. Yeah. Kiseki oh, Hikaru. that's the name of that song. You know something we didn't talk about in 2018 because it's so insignificant now. Oh, Uchiguru. Yes, Uchiguru Love Live <laughs> was a thing for one year. And I liked that game, and I'm sad that it's not here anymore. F's in chat for Uchiguru. <laughs> yes. You know the sad thing is that uh, I'm pretty sure at Anime Expo that year. They featured Puchiguru, Japanese version, in one of the booths. It's like, hey, we're gauging yeah. interest in the game, but maybe we'll do like a worldwide release. Next year, we're shutting down the game. That's so <laughs> sad. What a tragedy. And we good. still got the Puchiguru collab cards in Sif. That's the only remnant left of that game. It's in another game now. And uh, speaking of other games, um, this was the first year we got any kind of collaboration uh for the love light project in another franchise this was the grand blue year yes oh, oh yeah yeah. so yeah when we mentioned like oh sega collab earlier i'm like yeah that's that's a, a big deal because uh, it led up to you know another franchise actually co collaborating with love live and then putting like their series into their game which yeah. honestly i thought would never happen i thought that was pretty cool actually Whoa. Which which also led up to this year with the Shadowverse collab. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Shadowverse yeah. and Grand Blue are in the same company too. Yeah, they're both side games. Yeah, um, yeah. so it's not too surprising, but it would be interesting to see like another, I guess, big company game producer, you know, collab with Love Live in some way. Craft Egg, come <laughs> on. Yeah, we're just waiting for the day we get the Love Live Bang Dream collab. It's yeah. it's, it's not it's just an inevitability. <laughs> They're under the same roof. Why hasn't it happened? Yeah, Fushimo has just got like two kids that should never meet, and it's these two things. Uh, yeah, twenty eighteen, the year where Love Live trolled us and was more impactful in a different series. 
lots of debating happening in 2018 that's for sure and wallpapers it was a holding steady year that's what it was <laughs> but 2019 now this is the year we are currently in and the, the knowledge is fresh and I this is one more thing in 2018 oh there is about. yeah it's not really like anything big but i thought it was kind of significant was when we had that one guy that hacked the game Oh no! Oh, I did. don't get me started on that. Like it was a thing that happened. I did a thing. Caleb noticed. I, I helped Caleb with the you. thing. I stood with you, buddy, on this whole game. Look, I don't care where you draw lines. Like whether you're against me or with me. Like I don't care. Like it's over. It's done with. <laughs> Whether I you remember what any of this even is. Whether you have an opinion of what I did or not, whether you think it was a good idea or a bad idea, in the end, it was fixed. It was, yeah, you're right. I, I did the thing. I contacted Kayla. We worked together. We fixed the thing. The guy is gone. Hey. All right, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I killed him, but I might have. Oh like online, maybe, but not physically. It's not a confession, by the way. I think he just thrived off the negative attention anyway. Mm. He came off like that, to me at least. Uh, honestly, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we don't need to talk about him. Okay, since there's no history here on 2019, it's time for our latent knowledge. As, as we mentioned earlier, the movie came out in early 2019. Yep. Yes. And we didn't get it until... Well, I'm not sure, like, we are Canadians, but... We didn't get it at we all. We didn't get it at all, but... Uh, there was international showings a few months later for other places, and then yeah. the Blu-ray was released in the end of July, I think? I know that Suwaba went to Australia to promote it, which is yeah. really cool for them. Um... What happened? in the time frame between the movie and All-Stars. Mostly Nijigaku stuff. Alright, let's... They had the fifth live, which really didn't have much happen there. Yeah, you that mean... was the movie live. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Aqua had the fifth live. Yeah. But yeah, most of what I remember from this year is all Nijigaku stuff. <laughs> That's all I have, really. So short IRL. <laughs> Someone in your stream saying they saw Suwa yeah. when she's really tiny. Aw, cute. If you think about it, they're only like... Five foot, probably that. Yeah, King Chan was at tallest five foot four, I think. She's only King's only five four. Five four, five six. I can't remember. Oh my god. She's. I mean, I knew she'd be taller than me, than me but not by that little. I gotta go look now. Well, yeah, the All Star stuff happened in the latter half of twenty nineteen. So that's mm. when all like the. The huge announcements that they just kind of dropped the bomb. Yeah, it was like, just more holding steady until then. Yeah, it was just like we had a few song releases. Like when did when did Jump Up High come out? June. Yeah, somewhere around there. That was the first major song release I remember from the year. Anyway, other than the movie stuff, uh, we got the the three subunit song singles at the end of this year. Mm hmm. Uh, did you have a chance to listen to, I guess, them in full by now? Oh, not yet, no. I was gonna re-ask your opinion about the, the Azalea <laughs> ones. No, I'm I'm probably gonna have to listen multiple times to get a full read on those songs anyway. Mm -hmm. 
Are you talking about the Azalea songs right now? Yeah. Uh, I was just going to ask if you had the chance to listen to like the full versions of all the songs yeah, by now. I did recently. Uh, what was it? I think it's called Sekai Maze or something like that. The first song? No, the third one? Travel DNA. The third Sekai. Maze Sekai? It, it's one of them. Maze Sekai. Yeah. Yeah. Maze Sekai, yeah, yeah. That one's good. I like that one a lot. Really, really good. In a row, right? Like, um, yeah. uh, I wasn't crazy last time when I said uh, Azalea's my favorite one. <laughs> oh yeah, Saint Snow was also a significant thing about this. Don't forget them; they had a pretty big, significant impacts in 2018. I thought uh, they made appearances in uh, the lives as well, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were a part of the movie live. And they did they go to other live events with the with the Seiyu? Uh I don't think they traveled with them, but they definitely. Sh- showed up during their lives like their official ones mm. and, and they made an impact for sure and keen chan is five foot five suwawa is five foot one <laughs> it, it literally just cut out both of your height oh, things okay. that you just said keen chan five foot five keen chan five foot five suwawa is <laughs> five foot one so short shoes. okay so suwawa is slightly shorter than me then tiny 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 uh, someone mentioned we should talk about like the arcade game, but unfortunately, since we are in none of us Canada, know anything about the arcade game. Uh, there's not much to say. I did have a chance to play a little bit when I was in Japan last year. Um, it's great. It's just yeah. big school idol festival with buttons. Yeah. That's that's all very, I really have to say about it. It's, it's yeah. It's, I will it's, say yes. The art for the cards has always bothered me slightly. In uh, the arcade game. Like for Sifak, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, there's something about it that seems uncanny. Maybe the, the art style is slightly different. Yeah. You can see like, some of them in Skeleto Festival since they imported some of them as UR right. cards. The eyes are too big and they're too shiny. Like, the, just overall, the characters are too shiny. <laughs> big eye syndrome? This is, yeah. uh, you're reminding me of anime back in like the early 2000s when the eyes were yeah. huge. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we're talking anime for, like, I remember, like, key anime, right? They had huge eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah even bigger than, like, what we're looking at. <laughs> and even things like, uh, Karokawa, um, well, uh, K-On? Whole... Yeah, well, K-On was when eyes started shrinking more. Yeah, yeah, that was, like... that was when the moification happened, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. A modification, I feel like, was the the key stuff with the giant eyes. Really? Just the the style of modification started to change with K-On. Mm-hmm. Okay, I agree with that. Because I definitely remember like all that key stuff and related properties being referred to as Moe at the time. Uh, we. Hey, this is the part where we talk about the uh, the Nijigaka songs, right? Yeah, you're up, Rin. What what are your opinions? Good. <laughs> They're all good. Like that, the new ones? That's a hot take. No, the, the 2018 ones. Or well, no, wait, okay. I, are we talking about 2019 at this point? 2018 uh, well, You can talk about whatever you want at this point, I guess. Like, okay. Um, well, yeah, you can talk about the first single, singles, or the second single. Initially, singles. with Nijigaku, honestly, I wasn't really like into it. I was like, whatever. I'll wait more until it shows up. I only really started getting into them when I act- was putting up putting those mashup videos together. Where I had to be forced to listen to the same song 27 times to record it, <laughs> right? But I was like, hey, this is actually not bad. It's good. 
<laughs> so, uh, Kasumi's song really, really stuck with me though. Yeah. Really fun to listen to, just and like the choreography for it and everything. And then their new songs, Supernova. Uh, <laughs> holy crap. I never thought I would enjoy it, but rap idols, really good. Really, really want more of that. Definitely want to hear more of Diver mm -hmm. Diva now. Yeah, Supernova, Love Triangle, both absolute bangers. Yeah. I think a lot of people had high hopes for, uh, for Diver Diva, and they are certainly meeting them, I feel like. Yeah. People have split opinions on Azuna. I'm more positive than most, I think, but there's definitely a lot of people who are disappointed in them. Yeah, they. I the common thing I see with Azuna right now is they think Setsuna is being wasted there. That's a. I, that feels. That's rude. Like a mean comment. I think, I feel yeah, like. I think it's very mean to the other two for sure. That's like like. Three... It's like saying uh, um, how do I put it? Oh. Mm. Ellie is being held back by Maki and Nico because I just want to hear <laughs> Nanjal. <laughs> what? That's literally yeah. what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it yeah. is. Plus, it also devalues like the style of music that they do. Like that, yeah. people inherently devalue them more. Like upbeat, like cute style of singing. Like that doesn't take yeah. any skill. Like, of course it does. It's still the same. It's still singing. And Setsuna people... still gets some moments to really shine in those songs. Yeah. I think people just would rather Setsuna in a cool kind of theme rather than a mm -hmm. Genki kind of theme. But yeah. I think it works. It gave me... Like, yeah, I yeah, like, like a, mode. Gave me like a Hello Happy World vibe from their songs, which yeah. I thought was kind of cool. So I don't know. It's just two songs. We'll see more, I'm sure. Yeah, like I'm, right. I'm honestly glad that the, the Genki group this time around yeah. has like not just all like higher or nasal pitched singers. Yeah. It's... I couldn't even peg where ayumu was supposed to be honestly i don't know is she a genki girl is she more like elegant girl what is she this is just an ayumu this... problem yeah she's ayumu now <laughs> like what are you what are you who are you is that... yeah I think a lot of people expected them to be like the yeah. the lily white azalea equivalent based on like what the characters feel like and yeah. that ended up going to quartz instead which i think is actually a an inspired decision yeah quartz Really good. I didn't expect yeah. like their two songs. I didn't expect to be what it was, but I'm liking it a lot. Yeah, they they I think surprised a lot of people and if, in a very good way. Technically, if you wanted to make Genki Girls, it'd be Kasumi, Rina, and maybe I guess Ayumu if you had to stick her somewhere. But because mm -hmm. uh, right now, Azuna feels more like the elegant group, but they've just been given a Genki theme this time around. Mm hmm. Because considering Shizuku's kind of personality too, she's just an actor. Who yeah, they're all like, like kind roles. of stagey drama type characters. Yeah. They want to they want to be performers. Yeah, Quartz is also the first. Um, I think it's the first time we've had like a quartet in Love yeah. Live, right? Yeah. Well, it's yeah. the first time for duo. Well, not counting the duo trios, I guess. You're right. It is like just a straight up first quartet. Yeah, so it it's different. It's nice. It's new. I think that's what they're going for with these three groups, mm -hmm. actually. Just different. Something different from Aqua's yeah. Muse right now. That's... Yeah, like yeah. Diver Diva is probably the closest to something we've seen before, but even they right. have like their own spin on it. Yeah, they put some rap and I'm hoping like some more hip hop and sort of spacey theme. Yeah. So I think it's I think they're going in the right direction with these three groups right now. We just have to wait and see more what's going to come out. Yeah. 
now that I think about now that we've mentioned like the the showy like the wanting to perform aspect of the Asuna girls it kind of makes their theme make a little more sense like they do want to be very showy and what is more showy than like a big like (laughs) big like circus performance yeah the one thing, if I had to be critical, and one thing about Asuna is I don't like their costumes. <laughs> oh yeah, no, they they could have. Better I'm not costumes a huge fan sure. of them. Like they could have done better, I think. But yeah, I they definitely could either. have improved there. Uh, they remind me of peppermint candy. <laughs> I think like that's what they were going for. Ayumi's yeah. in the middle again. Is she the leader <laughs> this time? That doesn't mean yes. anything. I know it doesn't mean anything. Ayumi could just be anywhere and be like, "What's she doing there?" <laughs> But yeah, I think for the their first song especially, I like they that ha- it it even has kind of like a little bit of swing vibe to it, and I really yeah. really like that in my music. Oh, that'd be cool if they go like a jazz direction with that trio. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah, that'd be dope. We shall Come on, see. Atlantis, do it. <laughs> and like lean into the like the funky vibe for quartz. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Uh, did you have opinions about the? Um, I don't remember if I've already asked in the previous episode but the, the single the new single songs Ooh. uh, uh the which ones uh the, the new ones new yeah the new singles that came out for each i came out with the uh, love you my friends yeah oh yeah the new solos yeah um i like that <laughs> there's a song called audrey for she's a kid. yeah that was what i was talking about that one time yeah, yeah and then we learned that we're all like uncultured scum <laughs> uh i haven't listened to all of them thoroughly yet but so far i've been enjoying them. have you had a chance to play any of them in uh all stars i maxed s ranked two of them so far they're really hard yeah like yeah, people were complaining hard. oh this game's too easy so that they just made more songs yeah. that are harder and, and then and then now they're gonna release like a a, a hard plus difficulty that's even harder soon so yeah. have I'm fun forward to that actually i want to see more like i do i kind of get it that yeah this game is easy rhythm game wise but this isn't a game, rhythm game <laughs> it's not a rhythm game no it's an rpg the, the hardcore elements. strategy game the, yeah. the, the the weeks coming up to global all-stars it, it's like yeah. every week i'm just gonna go this isn't a rhythm game like you two upload this isn't a rhythm game this is <laughs> this not is a rhythm video. game one <laughs> of us needs to make a video on this and we need to make it very clear beat it into their game. heads this is yeah. not a rhythm game i'll do it I'll, I'll do it but do like it? Uh, the best time the best time would just be <laughs> like maybe like a week before all stars comes out just yeah. to warn people uh that are going to hey well i'm ready yeah. to play Square festival 2.0 with the rhythm games I'm like no you're not this is not a rhythm game <laughs> Don't get rid of your hopes up. If if you want a rhythm game, go move to Japan and play the arcade game because that is actually just better school idol festival with the 3D dances. Anyway, have we mentioned that this is not a rhythm game? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Also, Um, any yeah, song wise, you and I is the best uh, pun ever. Moving on. Yeah, you and I is good. Which one was? Karen's again. Was it? It was Wish. I thought that was interesting because it was yeah. very different from her other song. Mm-hmm. It's probably so, the most different from yeah. like all the all of them. So, I I feel like this whole group is meant to just kind of like break stereotypes as they keep doing different things, just like doing things you don't expect them to do. At least so far, some of them are still sticking to their guns, but 
Uh, yeah, it's I'm kind of interesting to see which ones yeah. sort of build a, a solid identity and which ones are more open to experimentation. Yeah. I'm drawn to the ones that are, yeah, going out of their element to go try other things. And so far, it's been pretty good. So mm. can't really make any complaints here. Another interesting uh, naming convention is that Sesuna's uh, second solo is also just all capitalized English word. Mm. I wonder if that, <laughs> they'll keep the trend with Chase and, and Melody. You know what I feel next? like? The Setsuna's first solo song sounds like an anime opener. You can say that for a lot of songs. The second one specifically sounds like a second or third anime opener. (laughs) So I see. Setsuna's basically (laughs) having her own anime at this point. (laughs) Like, there's a vibe to later anime openers, right? Like, the slightly more, like, um, I don't know if mellow is the word I'm looking for. Not mellow, but, like, there's a certain, like, tone that they have that is different from like a first like pump you up go get them first anime. i've got the perfect example um sword art online crossing field like- and then uh sword art online part two with uh <laughs> i forgot the name of the song but that's the one that comes to songs. mind with your description is like ooh, the first one's kind of like oh, oh pick yeah. me up and then the second one is oh things are getting serious mm-hmm. i think um, I don't know those ones, so I don't know how accurate that is, but the ones that come to mind for me are, like, the, the original Full Metal Alchemist openings. Oh, you're talking about, like, not Brotherhood. Not Brotherhood, yeah. Oh, that's, 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 like, really old. <laughs> I'm thinking of, like, um, Melissa and Ready Steady Go versus, like, whatever the third opening was. I don't remember, but I know the last one was rewrite. Yeah, yeah. I think that was my favorite one, actually. I, I, it frustrates me that I can't describe what this difference is with my words. I just know I, I know it in my head when I hear it. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting my openings mixed up because I watched Brotherhood too. Golden time, Brotherhood. I never did watch Brotherhood. I feel like you're missing out. <laughs> Probably. I'm Were you satisfied with the ending of original? I didn't finish regular Full Metal Alchemist either. I feel like you're missing out. Really? <laughs> oh man. You gotta get on that sometime. <laughs> I I still know what happens in Full Metal Alchemist. Spoiled for me. Yeah, that's one of the few animes that I actually managed to finish. But I met, I finished it when I was really young, and I was <laughs> really confused by what happened. But anyway, we're on a going on a tangent here about some <laughs> other random anime. <laughs> I, I know we're going off topic, but like talking about what sets in his songs sound like. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna finish your thought. Is that the ending of original was pretty much. Uh, there was an alternate world where, like, you took the energy from. That's that's what you were looking for. I mean, yeah. there has to be a balance to everything, so mm-hmm. can't just come out of nowhere. Okay, uh, I feel like certain late, later Naruto openings have that vibe too. Mm. Anyway, uh, now I'm done. <laughs> okay, <laughs> look, why don't we just finish off with the talk of all stars? Because that was pretty much the latter half of. 2019 and the most yeah, significant that was, like, stuff. Yeah, like the big thing this year, other than the Nichigaku stuff. Yeah, we pretty much got all the All Stars based news around um, late August, and then we just dropped the release in late September. It was just like that. Yeah, it was like two years, yeah. two years of hi- like hiatus delays, and then one month of wait in August because we got no news in 2019 prior to that. Like we joked about, hey, we'll. we'll start the podcast again when all stars gets released two years <laughs> later because there's literally nothing in 2018 
Yeah, insert like a literal title card after the end of our podcast that says two years later, dot, dot, dot. I'm not sure if SpongeBob has that for specifically two years later, but it will so. be one of those. Something like that, Are yeah. you sure you don't want the one where it's so long that they had to hire a new narrator? Because I feel like it's been that long. <laughs> I, I can only hope that Worldwide doesn't get delayed. Because they, they said spring 2020. So I can only hope They're that it's back. like March is optimistic. Yeah. May is probably realistic. They, they're saying March to themselves, but they're probably going to end up like, yeah, tail end of May, I'm thinking. Yeah, don't get your hopes up. Also, it's not a rhythm game. <laughs> You're going to get this not a rhythm game probably in May. Yeah, a lot. There's going to be any exclusives to Worldwide. That's what I'm curious about. Is what yeah, exclusive like, to Worldwide? That's a, that's, a re- that's a relatively new thing in gacha games yeah. that are imported from Japan. Yeah, they give us something different. Maybe like totally different initial sets for something. Oh, Maybe I wouldn't count on that. But, I know, yeah. but it would be interesting, right? I'd be. I wouldn't be surprised if we got like one or two exclusive cards. It depends how much effort they want to put. <laughs> that's the that's the nicest well, we way gotta, I can put it. We Maybe not up front, but eventually. On our end, we gotta make it known on YouTube that we want this right now. Maybe we could get like Worldwide Poster Girls for that game. That that's probably like my my best guess, just because yeah, there's already a concept that's unique, and they could just make that in the costumes. More wallpapers. You get a wallpaper every event you play <laughs> once you reach thirty-seven thousand five hundred points. That's I'd right. Play it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go collect the wallpapers every yeah, event for thirty-seven thousand five hundred points. That was my favorite part of Osampo rallies was collecting the wallpapers. Fair, but you know, you know, one thing in School Idol Festival that bothers me so much are the rates of the rare egg drops. What if I just want wallpaper of a girl's room? You're telling me yeah. I gotta play two hundred hours? That's ridiculous. I only have one so far, one. so I only have one, and it's on my JP account by accident. <laughs> like these are not things you hunt for intentionally. These are things that just happen because you're lucky. Right. Like I have a couple titles, and none of the rooms, none of the special skills, none of that. Only Rico's room I got so far. That's it. At least in All Stars, I would say the drop rates are fair even though tedious for, like, the accessories. Hmm. How many accessories do you have, Rin? I got enough for almost full rainbow accessories. Not completely awakened yet, though. That's reasonable for the amount of time yeah. you've played. Yeah. Because, like, the major grinding aspect for All-Stars is just gonna be, uh, put it on autoplay while you grind right. the event and get accessories so you can make your teams better. That's... Right now, they... There's a pop-up that shows up when it at, when you're trying to use skip tickets, warning you about the next update. Is there something going on with that? Um, you talking about today? Yeah, if you were to use a skip ticket on a song, they give you a pop-up saying, "Hey, I'm not sure what it's saying, but I think it's telling you you might want to save these for the next update." I'm not exactly sure. Are you sure this isn't the same pop-up that you just see during every event that warns you, uh, that you're gonna use like the event point boosters? Uh. Hang on, I have it right here. I'll put it in our group chat. It says this. Yeah, it says a version in it. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Um, that that update is soon. Or maybe yeah. it already happened. It's the twenty third. It's already tomorrow in Japan. But um, right. so according to this, that update will happen in six hours from now. 
Yeah. Is there a reason? Because this is when I try to use skip tickets, but then this pops up. There's, it doesn't mention any kind of change in this notice. It's just saying mm -hmm. that an update is going to happen at this time. So I think it's just warning you so you don't uh, use it like when the update gets pushed. Oh, like when maintenance happens? So then you lose five skip tickets because your data isn't processed. That's probably why. Oh, I see. Okay. I don't That's think there's any kind of like major change. Okay. Well, I'm okay, just going to move on my skip tickets just in case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I think I've asked this, but might as well reiterate. Do you have initial impressions of All Stars as a whole? It's a nice breather to the monotony that is Sift kind of for me now. <laughs> Where what Aaron said, I kind of just log in to do my daily. I think Aaron, you don't even do that anymore now. No, I don't like I log in very rarely, mainly yeah. because I'm looking forward to All Stars and I think this that style of gameplay is going to suit me better and I yeah. I'm only not playing JP All-Stars because I would like to be able to read text, please. Yeah. I think right now, for me, I'm just kind of waiting for Worldwide so I can appreciate the stories more. Like, my Japanese isn't really up to that level yet, so mm. I'm enjoying just trying to team build and try to conquer these songs. I like that they're a lot harder to beat, and you can't just kind of steamroll your way through. There's a little bit of strategy to trying to beat them. You can't just sit on a team, although, unless you have specific cards, you could. Um... I haven't been bored with the game yet. I can see why some people would, but maybe just because I'm really invested into the series, I might just be stubborn and don't want to admit that this <laughs> game is boring. <laughs> but no, I, I'm still having a good time with it. So it's it's probably the polarizing thing is that I, I, I'm not sure how how much of the Venn diagram rhythm game players and RPG game players are. So yeah. like, if you like both, this is a great game. If yeah. you're only like a rhythm game fan, and you're again you're, you want to play All Stars because this is, think it's a rhythm game, it's gonna have a bad time. But <laughs> but the major appeal is probably the stories because yeah. it's stories that matter with character development, not just hey I I'm really into you with this one side story and then we never talk about it ever again. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to all that yeah. for for sure. It, it, it's an app made for fans basically. I don't think newer players should start in all-stars they should probably start elsewhere <laughs> but that's yeah they should watch the anime maybe yeah. play Civ. yeah if you start all-stars fresh you're not gonna have a good time it's pretty much like oh i'm looking for a rhythm game and then yeah. for some reason one reason or not you get recommended all-stars either through like a suggestion or like some algorithm on your phone right and it's like hey go play this rhythm game and then people play it as oh this rhythm game is too easy it's not it's a rhythm game and also like yeah. why am i taking damage for hit hitting these notes it's like <laughs> what the heck <laughs> it's like hmm, maybe it would have it would have helped if someone had told you beforehand that this wasn't a rhythm game yeah maybe <laughs> yeah uh, uh, i think they should warn you beforehand definitely about the not a rhythm game aspect just in case yeah, well, I'm glad that, like, all the promotion for it that they did beforehand was accurate. Like, they did say, like, hey, this isn't a rhythm game. It's a, yeah. a, an RPG, uh, a rhythm action RPG, whatever that, it That's is. what that's gets what me the most, is, like, hey, like, two years ago, they pitched, oh, this, this is, they pitched the difference um, during Tokyo Game Show. They were like, uh, School Air Festival will be the greatest rhythm game, and All Stars will be, like, like, you know, different. 
and you know, unique, that kind of stuff. And then people are surprised, apparently, when the game comes out. It's like, oh, this, this, this isn't a rhythm game at all! <laughs> what the heck, man? It's not like they spent two years telling you. <laughs> Maybe they just forgot because it's been two years. Like, I can't blame them, but still. They warned you. You can't blame them. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to finally get on the 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 All Stars train eventually, and I imagine uh, Sif videos will probably pick up for me again around then. It'll be quite fun. Did you know what happened in the latest chapter? The the main story. Yeah. Um. No, not yet. So if you haven't happen? taken a look, or you don't understand I, I, the Japanese. I looked at it. I don't quite understand it. I have like a rough idea, but it's probably not. Correct. Well, I'll I'll summarize it for you in a few a few words. Sasuna loses her presidency. Oh, okay. Ooh. pretty expected. Um, but <laughs> we don't know what's gonna happen afterward, so we'll have to wait until the next chapter to see what happens. Brainwash the fangirl to become idle. That's what happens. <laughs> oh, well, it's interesting. She has a fang for a reason. Like, again, you can look forward to reading the story when it comes out in worldwide, but from what I've read, it's very interesting because Sesenda, like, kind of compares herself to uh, Ellie and um, Daya, right? Because they're both school council presidents that are idols. So then she mm. feels like she's not worthy because she failed to also hold up to that standard. Oh, right. Aww. Yeah, she constantly contacts them throughout the story too for this one or at least tries to get their opinion on stuff yeah like the whole chapter was just like trying to prepare for the debate and then like fangirl pretty much says uh you're not good enough to do both it's like all right <laughs> and, and then like the people vote for her instead honestly i feel like that's dirty if if you're gonna have like a debate in high school and your campaign speech is just my opponent isn't good enough yeah, my opponent's That's kind of dirty. Yeah. Well, it wasn't, Although, it wasn't it that. It certainly is reflective of real world. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not saying that, you know, but like still, I'm just saying like, cute anime girls shouldn't have to go through this. Anyway, um... All that aside, I think we can wrap things up. Yeah. Favorite thing of 2019? Yeah. Uh, All stars. <laughs> I think for me it was the the formation of the Nijigaku subunits from like the initial voting period up to the release of the new singles. Just watching that whole process unfold and be, again participating in it, like I did for the Aqua stuff. Mm hmm. Did anything happen in twenty nineteen at Skeletal Festival? By the way, I feel it was kind of like a mellow year. Shadowverse collab, I guess. Yeah, um, that did happen for JP. Uh, we're they getting start that. doing like their own like original like events this year, right? Uh, they did that. Are you talking about worldwide? Yeah, like the, the like this like the blackboard one that I remember seeing. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're doing those uh fun campaigns. They're not like events, events. Yeah, that's what I like, mean. Yeah, they're like they're just their own thing. Yeah, they're like side things that you can uh get. Rin, Rin, have you been playing that every day? The Sif thing. Yeah. Yeah, people don't know about the Jingo Bell campaign yet, and they really should. What do you mean they don't know about the Jingo Bell campaign? It's, it's, it's on the news! Of, it's kind of hidden, though, isn't it? Like, the hmm. banner doesn't show up right away, so people just forget. True, but also... Like we be at a million points by now. Also, you should, like, read the, read the notices? Oh. 
People should, like, read the notices, you know? Mm. You know what I mean? Some people just skip right past it, though. I understand. Yeah, I'm just here for my daily login bonus. Yeah. And, and play one song. How many candy canes do you have? I have two <laughs> right now. Are you lucky, lucky boy? I know, I'm very lucky. <laughs> so this, I, I haven't started Steve, this yet, so I don't more. know what you're talking about. So pretty it's much... Like a, it's like a mini board game, and you go around and you collect things, but... Well, well this conversation has gone full circle. Yeah. Here's your board game gotcha. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Aaron, you probably want to hop in now, at least for today, so you can get your three rolls on it, and you can get three rolls in a couple hours. Yeah, pretty much there's, like, a, a circular board. Well, it's not, like, a full circle, but, like, you go around the board, and you roll, like, a, a die that's, like, one, two, three, but it's yeah. a jingle bell instead, so you jingle the bell, and you can get a one, two, or three on the space, and if you land on certain spaces, you get rewards and points, or you can land on a candy cane, and if you get the candy cane, you can exchange for an item, Oh, cute. Like a better item. Like like a better item, like a promo you are and that we got in the past for Christmas. Uh, love gems. I'm not sure if there's scouting tickets, something like that. There's uh, ten plus one if you get three candy canes, which I'm trying to get. So oh. I got two, so. There's also like fifty skill experience worth of tickets that I want, but <laughs> I ain't getting no candy canes. Also, <laughs> also, if you do the christmas scout you get extra candy canes for it for you see here's you the do. problem because i feel like there's gonna be another three percent box tomorrow right yeah so i'm Something, not using anything right it. now what yeah. we're getting right now is is bait it's bait it's it has to be bait, bait. yeah 100 percent. something's coming up and it's gonna be huge <laughs> it's gonna be like god damn it and, and at the minimum it's just gonna be the same thing as last year with three percent pick a girl yeah. because how can you improve from that Five percent. <laughs> dare, dare I utter the words? If I'm gonna do any gotcha spending, I gotta save my money for Maggie Reco. Oh my god, there's too much. Yeah, they have all the banners up right now. It's insane what's going on. Oh yeah, and there's a free free SR scout. Uh, actually. Oh yeah, I have done a couple of those. Yeah, we've been getting free scouts for the weekend, which again just goes back to our point that worldwide has just been a lot more generous than JP uh, for the past few years. Maybe people are just losing interest in worldwide and they're trying to get people to stay. I don't think that's the case. It's just more that we don't get an influx of new players. Because, you know, there's other gacha games these days. Back when School Idol Festival was in its infancy, um, yeah. it wasn't it was much like competition. Option. Yeah. Now you got a lot more other rhythm games. Uh, more graphically intensive ones, more um, gameplay challenging. So School Idol Festival has more or less become like this. I don't want to say the, like the C word, but like it's it's kind of casual in both terms. Mm -hmm. Well, it's certainly the veteran one, that's for sure, and yeah. the, with all the drawbacks that come with that. Like if you're a Love Life fan, this is still a game for you. But if you're not a Love Life fan. There are other games that are probably better suited, and that's the whole reason why, like, I guess the player base hasn't grown. Mm hmm Like, if you want a better rhythm game, there's there's Bang Dream. If you want uh, a better, I don't know, challenge, the shoujo game, there's like, I, if you want a better like the shoujo game, there's like, I don't know, Fate Go. <laughs> um, oh, yes. and if you want a better Love Live game, All Stars is coming. <laughs> you want to waste your money? FGO is just for you. 
good times in that game. <laughs> oh, does uh does does Fate Go have like increased rates ever? No, no, no. ever, never, hate, always one percent. Hate, hate, hate. If you want increased rates, you have to pay for the thing that actually guarantees you something, which is like thirty dollars. <laughs> they can get away with it though. Like the yeah, Fate series can. is pretty much the biggest. Oh my god, they can get away with so much bullshit. I oh sorry, I swore, but goddamn. <laughs> It's it's reasonable. Gotcha games yeah. do this. Delight works. They they are a different kind of devil. Oh my god. Yeah. Why do you play? <laughs> I'm seeing this seems like torture. <laughs> it sounds like it would be. I, I grew up with the Fate series when I was younger, so I'm kind of invested into this it. Like fair, the this fair. And stuff, so and I yeah, do I like don't know much the, about Fate. Legitimately, yeah. the stories and everything in that game very good, very fun, very entertaining. The characters are great as well. Uh, and that's how they nab you. So well, I think like they go has it's pretty much the only content of like the Nasuverse these days, right? Yeah, lately now. Unless you count, um, what would you count? Uh, but I guess like the anime is also based on the game, isn't it? Like the the, the one current... airing this season. Yeah, it's based on chapters in FGO. Yeah, so it's the major content of Nasu yeah. is just uh, the game at this point. So that's probably yeah. why it's still very popular and, you know, you get away with anything it wants in terms of gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's that one guy that spent like $40,000 just trying to on the Oof. game itself. Is that, is that no, is there no like sparking system? There's no sparking system. Yikes. If, oh, okay, I shouldn't say that. There is, but it's very 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 hard to do it so like forty thousand dollars hard to do yeah it's like you have to get say you get the one okay it's a five star that's your highest star servant right so you have to get five of those on your own on a one percent chance then you have to get 10 more of them if you want to guarantee another girl like from the shop a very select group of girls or guys sorry are on there so you got to get 15 five stars on your own 1% chance in order to try and just get one of some other person that you want to get. That sounds very similar to what Magireko has, which doesn't surprise me because they're the same yeah, developers. Yeah, kind of the same thing. Yeah. Does Magireko have increased rates? No. <laughs> Alright, well, one thing is shared amongst these games then. Yeah. Well, I mean, other than like banners having like the standard rate up for whatever character is new, it's like a 60% chance to get whatever the new character is. But the rate itself of like pulling the high rarities is still like SIF levels. It's like one percent. Mm. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, there there is a rate up in FGO, but it like it's insignificant because it's still like double of that specific card compared to the rest of the pool that's still in there, which yeah. is going to be higher anyway. So the good thing with Magireko is they do have like a is it a sparking system? It's a pity counter. <laughs> that's oh, that's still oh. better than nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's oh. like every hundred cards you pull that aren't a star you get oh one. yeah okay yeah fgo doesn't have that no fgo just says haha I'm laughing. <laughs> but it is banner specific <laughs> yeah uh, uh, do these games also have like limit breaking so you have to like get multiple copies of the card to be the best card fgo yes uh yes Jesus. yeah you have to you have to get four copies of the card to get it max like item slots for it which makes it the best it can be and then any copies you get beyond that, then you can, if you get, like, five more duplicates, then you can buy a, uh, the, the one that you want from the shop. Yeah, that's, F that's basically FGO. Yeah, that sounds well. like the FGO yeah. one that you were describing. There's no PvP in these games, is there? 
other well there sort of is yeah magic rico there is fgo yeah. no. i feel like the only thing yeah the only thing balancing 1v1 like in real time but you fight other like other players too hmm yeah, like the only thing balancing FGO is the fact that there is no PvP, right? God, if there was PvP, I'd be pissed off. <laughs> That's what Revue Starlight is right now. It's a big power creeping mess. But at least Revue Starlight isn't a one percent rate. Yes and no. <laughs> sure, the rate up is higher, but when you got memoirs that double that and just show up just generally more often mathematically, it's mm -hmm. just you want to throw your phone out the window half the time. It's so bad. I I am enjoying Magireko's PvP, mm -hmm. but to be fair, I have got very good units. Yeah. Did you get them by luck? Uh, one I one I paid for, one I got lucky. Mm hmm. And was like, holy mommy, one of them. No, well, holy mommy, I got lucky for, but I, she's not even going to be that good for PvP because I've only got one copy, so she's only got one item slot. Ah, at least she looks nice. She did. Yeah, at least she did, she, I can use her in the PvE stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're gone off a tangent. I got to get ready for something too here. All right, okay, let's wrap things up. Um, yeah. this has been a decade of alive. Hooray! Hooray! Yay! Next what a decade it's been. That we've only half been here for. Most of us, nine, yeah. Nine years. I'm not, I'm not sure years. if anyone here has been, like, year. the ultimate veteran discount, but... <laughs> <laughs> and next year, um, lots to look forward to. More Nijigaku stuff. Worldwide All-Stars release. Nijigaku anime. Uh, it'll be a bountiful year for Love Live. But... New Muse stuff! Supposedly, oh there is a new Muse single coming out, which the name escapes me because I still think it's a ridiculous name for an album. <laughs> what was it called again? I don't. And that's something with you. Yeah, yeah that's you. But the, everyone's the making like, is it yo or is it you? What is it? <laughs> so, something song for you, I think, or something yeah. like that. But yeah, they're they're back. Yeah. Hooray! Hooray! Uh, <laughs> we get Love Live Fest is happening, right? It's yeah. in January. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be there for it so I can Woo. live reporting Congratulations. on Congratulations. Hey, if you're going to the merch thing, can you like buy me a thing and I'll pay you back? Sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what do you want? I don't know, but I feel like they might have like a 27 color pen light. <laughs> oh, maybe? Oh my. I'll have to take a look. The circuitry for that. <laughs> I had to go in the lineup like three times because they only limit you to buy one pen light from what I remember. Well, well, if it's uh, too much of a hassle, don't worry about it. Oh, but if no, you can I, do it, I will. Uh... I can make it don't worry, I can make it. I'll make it happen. Because you uh -huh. can show up on day two as well, right? And be like, "Yeah, I'm just here to buy stuff." All right. The merch tables are outside. I got someone in the the chat surprised about new Muse content. Yes, there is. There is at least one new Muse single coming out, presumably because All Stars is a thing now. Yeah, they revived Muse because they want Muse to be alive during All Stars. Every every <laughs> everyone is on hiatus will come back at least one. <laughs> everyone is here. Like, All yeah. Stars is the Smash Ultimate of Love Live, yeah. except for Arise. They're not here. Yeah, where are they? Maybe Who's they'll Arise? show up anyway. Maybe they'll still show up. <laughs> Maybe as a cameo. Subasa at least can show up. She's still active. Anyway, this has been. Yes. No, sorry. I, I was just gonna wrap things up because you gotta yeah, go, right? Yeah. Yeah. This has been a great year. Looking forward to working with you guys next year. 
we won't we won't be back until All Stars is out. Haha, <laughs> jokes. <Yeah. laughs> but uh, yeah, see you in a few months probably. Yeah. <laughs> see you all then. Thanks, everyone. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all that stuff. Yep. Yes, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Be be good to each other. Be Don't good to spend everyone. Spend your Christmas money on gacha. Don't do it. <laughs> spend responsibly if you do do it. Yeah. Like like he's he's Not the worried. angel on the shoulder and I'm the devil. But even the <laughs> devil's telling you like spend responsibly. Yeah. yeah, just don't don't do it. Oh. <sighs>